Hey, welcome to Consumer Reports. Uh, this is a podcast where if this is your first time listening, which it might be because Spider-Man is a big movie, big release. So I get the feeling some people might be listening to this who have never heard the podcast before. Uh, we we talk about Marvel movies and properties and shows and stuff, but but not in the way that everyone else is talking about it. No, that's not true. We're definitely talking about it in the yeah. way that everyone else is talking about it. But that's uh, what makes us we special. Are, <laughs> yes, we are consumers. We are the consumers of media. Uh, we consume it. Uh, we we talk about it, and then we, we move on to the next thing that we can consume. We consume it uh, so you don't have to, but you probably already did. I mean, why are yeah. you listening to this otherwise? Yeah, we are going to go full spoilers <laughs> on, on Spider-Man here. So if you haven't seen it, and why wouldn't you have... Uh, you know, get out there, go see it. But uh, yeah, I'm Consumer Josh. With me is uh, Consumer Brady. Hey, everyone. Uh, also with us is Consumer Raul. What's good, motherfuckers? And then uh, we have also got welcome back to Consumer Slime to Garbage Man. How's it going? Yes, yes, your reluctant king has returned. You can <laughs> bask in my glory, and now Excellent. you're good. Okay. We're we're glad to have you back. It's cool to have everyone here. We've got not not just two, not just three, but four four little soy uh, four little <laughs> soy face con- <laughs> four little soy face consumers for you here today <laughs> to t- <laughs> to talk about uh, this just big old fucking movie that just came out. It's called Spider Man No Way Home. Right, yeah, that's it. I, which yeah. I don't get. Whatever. He had a way home. He was home the whole damn time. It's <laughs> true. He's in two really different left homes. Home. I I just feel like I'm having an aneurysm every time I have to mention it, like the title, because I'm always thinking it's <laughs> far from home, and I say right. it in the middle of conversations, and it's like I know that's the wrong one, but mm-hmm. I'm like, now I'm like just a simple myself. country boy. But back <laughs> in my day, we used to put numbers after. The- <laughs> <laughs> the name of the movie, so you knew which one it was. Yeah, no, that's has Mar- the reason. Have any of the MCU movies done that? I don't think that they oh, have. It's only yeah, Iron, Iron Man, Man two. 1, two, and three. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Iron Man. That's did about it. it, though. Thor didn't do it. That's uh, right. Captain uh, America didn't do it. No, Guardians though. Uh, Guardians a little bit. That's They're right. Volumes. Guardians are volume mm-hmm. two because uh, it's yeah. an album. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like. I I liked what they were doing with the home thing when they went from like homecoming to far from home because that was like different enough. But no way home does kind of feel like a lateral move a little bit. It's like not and they not being and they creative kind of announced enough with that, the formula. You know, like, I don't know who somebody said. You know they want to do another trilogy. Like are they going to try to keep the home thing up for three more movies? I doubt it. <laughs> they might pick a different word, but also I'd I'd like it if they just didn't make another trilogy. I think this is fine as it is. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely keep seeing Spider-Man no, no matter no, no. what. A hundred, uh, hundred years of uh, Spider-Man and Morty. A <laughs> uh, uh, hundred, hundred more years of Spider-Man oh, and uh, Spider-Man Morty. Dot com. Spider-Man. One hundred Spider-Man dot com. Morty. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, I, I wanted to ask all of you, first of all, which of the Spider-Man movies each of us have actually seen? Like, not just these Tom Holland ones, but of the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield ones. I have seen all of them. Wow. Oh, <laughs> not man, bra- Josh. I'm not bragging about that. Dude, that's so cool. You must know so much more than us. <laughs> I, I know something. <laughs> I know something. Well, uh, what about you, Slime? I, I've also seen all of them. Um, 
And then I think I've seen, I've seen some two that are more obscure that I don't think they're obviously not canon, but uh, they're interesting takes on it. I saw Spider-Man, the dragon's challenge, which is like, there was like a, some station in the UK that had the rights to make a Spider-Man show. And they made like two episodes before it crumbled, but like somebody super cut them into a movie and released it. Oh, uh, and then a fan film made in New York in the early '90s called Spider-Man: uh, Green Goblin's Last Stand. Ooh, okay, yeah. that sounds that great. Yeah. Were they good? <laughs> Would you recommend that? Oh yeah, no, hundred percent, dude. Yeah, like Spider-Man, nice. like Dragon's <laughs> Challenge is okay. It's just it's cool to see like a different interpretation of the character. But what's cooler than all of it is uh. Green Goblin's Last Stand because it's like they do like webs like web swinging stuff between buildings, uh, but it's just like white rope and there's no safety nets or like any catches. So it's just like the guy who wrote and directed the movie just swinging around the corner of a building with like a rope tied to a fire escape, just because nice. this guy so badly wanted to make a Spider Man movie. It's tight. Uh, how about you, Brady? I Brady. I mean at at some point I've seen them all, but um. Watching this movie, I realized that I barely remember anything about any of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen them back in the day, but probably saw them once and never thought about them again. Yeah, that's fair. I remembered more than I expected. I feel like I caught more references in this than I expected to. Uh, how I, about you, Raul? For me, I mean, I've seen all the theatrical ones. Um, I guess the one-up slime. I've also seen an unofficial Spider-Man fan film. The Brazzers parodies. It's a pretty <laughs> accurate. Yeah, those are fan films. That's what we'll call them. They're big fans they're very, of Spider-Man. That, I, honestly, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're packing something big at least. But, yeah. um, but in terms of like other stuff, I mean, I've seen, I've only seen the first Venom movie. And then aside from the other spinoffs, what were, I mean, I've seen Spider-Verse and then, it's kind of it, right? Like Morbius hasn't come out yet, right? But I feel like that movie is Morbius a Spider-Man character. Is that a Spider-Man villain? Yeah, he's he's a like uh, he's literally just an old vampire from the seventies that is technically he was like a Blade villain at first, but then they just retconned right. him or retrofitted him to become a Spider-Man. Spider-Man. One. I yeah. so they they did play the trailer before Spider-Man in my theater, and there there's like Spider-Man graffiti on the wall at some point mm. in the Morbius trailer. So. That's in the because that's technically the spum. That's the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. God, what a right! That, yes, that really the spum, the, the spum C. <laughs> that really is a fucking. It's, awful it's not acronym. just spum. It's yeah, and it it's real. Someone, so someone told. Yeah, someone wrote that to me in another server I'm in recently. They were like, "Oh, the spum C." I'm like, "What the fuck did you just?" <laughs> but dude, putting spum C at the end of it sounds better. I was just saying yeah. spum. It's like a no, sea, but it, it like, is, a, like an ocean of yeah, whatever Yeah, there is a sea at is. the end. <laughs> yeah, well, it's either it's either spum sea or the much better pronunciation spump. spump. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, okay. So yeah. this 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 kind of jumps into the end of uh, Spider Man a little bit, but so what what movies are considered part of the spunk? <laughs> I think I think so well, far think it, it is it, like it they is start Venom, with the, the Venom movies ones, right? and Morbius. With the what? They started with what? Slime? They started oh, the with Browser's ones, didn't they? Not canonically, oh. I would assume so. You know, after like the whole Sony hack, they had they kind of had to like strive to something. I mean, yeah, those movies right. are full of spum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's what is it? it's like all the Spider Verse movies that are in development, the Venom movies, yeah. Morbius, and then I think we're either 
I can't remember if we're getting a fucking Craven the Hunter movie, but I think that's something that's in what? there. <laughs> oh, no, I'm pretty sure we are. Spider-Woman or something like that. that. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. All right. Um, and we've all seen uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, I forgot sir. to mention that. It's, yeah. it's not... Yeah. It's like sort of indirectly referenced in this movie. It, I don't yeah. think there's any like very direct. It, Wait, what was this the indirect movie? reference? Yeah. When the guy says, I thought you'd be black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That when he pretty, says, yeah, he, when he's like, I hope there's a black Spider-Man out there, which I mean is kind of a reference to Miles Morales in general. Oh, not yeah, necessarily yeah. just, just Spider-Verse, but. Such a weird reference. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. It, um, I mean, also like it's thematic. This movie is thematically like a messier version of the first Spider-Verse movie, when you think about it. Hmm. At least in terms of, like, how Peter evolves from the beginning to the end of this movie and, like, how the other Spider-Men kind of, like, they're kind of, like, mentoring him in that same way. Yeah. Okay, I, so, so I was, I was, I, I brought it up because I, so what, what is the Sony Spider-Man universe? Because they, is the Sony Spider-Man universe already a multiverse since they have multiple hmm. Spider-Man? I don't fucking know. Maybe Everyone now. Just wants a piece of the pie. I definitely, yeah, definitely wasn't before. I think that question is only going to be answered by what Sony decides to do going forward. Cause I kind of partially think like there's a cynical part of this movie for sure. And I don't want to dwell on that for too long. Cause I want to embrace, I think we all That's probably job, had fun actually. with this movie. Oh yeah. Is there? Oh, <laughs> well, no, I, um, I, I did have fun with this movie too. I just think it's okay. I, I think I'm just like in that weird mindset where. I I wasn't at when Endgame came out where like when that movie came out, I was kind of like head over heels for, you know, that film and thinking it's a fucking masterpiece. And then Mm -hmm. six months later, I'm like thinking about like the problems that it had and how I didn't really seem it to be that good. movie. I was like riddled with it. Yeah, like this I'm, is I'm this like is still so half movie. and half on that movie now because mm-hmm. it's like half incredible stuff that I love and half stuff where I'm like, I wish they kind of had like toned that down. Yeah, I'm like in a weird middle ground with this one where it's like I still enjoyed okay. it at the end of the day. There's fan service in it that like works for me and then doesn't work for me. But at the same time, I kind of eat it up anyway because that's just like I, yeah. I'm literally a Spidey yeah. consumer when it comes to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I'm curious to see how my thoughts are going to evolve with this one in the, in the months to come, to be honest. Yeah, it definitely deserves just, a just second a- watch, so it doesn't have like because like I, I said this in like this in our server before, but like the biggest thing for me that was like most impactful on terms of like how I felt leaving the theater about the movie was purely the the audience experience. Like I had a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was seventy five percent the audience, like maybe twenty five percent the movie. And I am looking forward to seeing like what I'll think of this on a second viewing when I'm not surrounded by other people that are like losing their minds. Right. That's and that's such a mixed thing too cuz like I've talked to people who like had the experience that it sounds like you had slime and they hated it. Oh, and, I like, loved it. Don't my, get me wrong, I loved it. Yeah. I I totally get how that would be really fun and enjoyable. I will say I was I feel like I was kind of happy that my audience was like a little more measured in their responses like there weren't like standing ovations or people like screaming or cheering for a long time there were definitely moments where people cheered like quickly or like clapped a little bit or were like laughing a lot yeah nothing Um, was overstated in mind like no one took liberties with it It wasn't like complete soy it was just like the general public is excited about this my my experience oh sorry to cut your eyes off my bad no you go ahead um no like my my theater experience i watched it last night uh, prior to this recording and like it was i guess yeah the, to to 
to keep on with the lingo, it was like mildly soyish. Because I remember one moment in particular, soy. yeah, where like I I saw I was in the upper uh, levels of like an IMAX auditorium, and I would just see people throw their fucking popcorn in the air and go fucking ballistic during that one <laughs> reference when um when the foe is like oh i'm something of a scientist myself i see people fucking like there were people clapping in my theater and throwing the popcorn <laughs> at, and i'm like people Wait. everybody laughed at that and i will say that line as cringe as i find it to just straight up lift something from an old movie for the meme value um i miss everyone laughing i just went like the meme and that got a second wave of laughs so i was very <laughs> proud of that that's a, that's the other thing so, like i'm that that line that line is funny to me because like yeah everybody's going like oh yeah it's the meme but for me the meme isn't necessarily like oh just that scene in context just like his line there it's all the really bad you know without going too much uh detail into it like offensive photoshops of like turning <laughs> willem the foe into other <laughs> types of people <laughs> and other just changing that line yeah yeah, no, like there's the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, like that's the meme that I remembered. I didn't think like it was people, uh, pick, like catching on from that line. I thought it was something in reference to that for some reason, but that's just how my, you know, dark brain goes, I guess. It's up to you. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to finish what I was saying earlier where I was saying like the cynical side of this where there's all of this, just cause I want to get it out of the way where it's like there's this you know, deal between Sony and Marvel where they're like, Sony has had the rights to Spider-Man and all of these like associated things forever. And then they finally let Marvel, you know, share it and make their own movies that Sony is distributing and has like some sort of say in. And this movie does sort of feel like as much as I do think there was like genuine on Marvel Studios part, like wanting to you know, indulge all this fan service and, and have fun with the nostalgia factor. I also like, feel like you can look at it cynically, like Sony specifically wanted them to do this multiverse stuff because it opens up the possibilities now of what they can do with the character yeah. without, without conflicting with what Marvel is doing. Yeah, so now they gel. can like, yeah. So now, now like they can start making their own Spider-Man <laughs> movies and it's like, Oh, it's not weird that there's Spider-Man, like different Spider-Mans at the same time, because we already established the multiverse in that movie that literally everybody went to go see. <laughs> um, Two maybe, maybe that won't happen. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Right. But that's animated. So it's like a little bit, you know, towing the line a little bit. Um, I, I guess. But who, who played, uh, who played Miles Morales in that one? Uh, Shamik Moore. So would it be weird if he showed up as, uh, Miles Morales in a live action film, you know? I, mean, I don't know I, what he I, looks I like. I don't know I what guess. he looks like. Does he look like the way yeah. they animated him? He looks a little similar to at least how they have Miles looking like now in the sequel, where he's like a little older. I could yeah. see them kind of pulling it off, you know? I yeah. it Without getting into too much about it, because we'll get into it later, I assume. Like, there, there's things in this movie that make me feel like a lot of this is also... Yeah, at least in, in that, in the grand scheme of like Sony's plans for more Spider-Man movies, th it feels like there's a lot of setup here for more multiverse crossover type oh, of stuff. Time, because, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it's interesting because I'm like, it, part of it kind of feels like setup. And while at the same time, it kind of, it kind of works for this weird story of Spider, of this like version of Spider-Man, like finally being right. Spider-Man that, you know, we've come to know him to be. 
in, yeah. in you know in the comics or like in the gr- traditional sense of Spider-Man. It's just mm-hmm. interesting to see like those references and like some of the things they do in this movie. I feel like it's just gonna it's gonna get replicated again in some future crossover event that they're planning. Oh, certainly. Yeah, probably. And there's it- like a bunch of like auxiliary stuff that might happen that it's like when you think about all of the stuff that they might try to do with this it's like a little gross but then on the other hand it's like hopefully it at least if it does happen like that it will at least happen in a way where it's like very easily ignorable like there there'll be certain stuff where you just can like literally be like oh i don't have to care about this at all in any way whatsoever because they're giving me the out of it like this is in this parallel universe and like Maybe it'll cross over, but who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> and that's a possibility. But at the same time, too, I would like if they didn't make so many movies that there is fat that same. can be cut. You know what I mean? Because that just sounds like total market flooding. Um, yeah. Which I mean, like, hey, like I, I could trust them to not do that now, right? I mean, just look at what they're. I, yeah. Uh, but but uh, for me, it's like Sony is the dangerous factor there because MCU's already flooding it themselves. But then Sony, I feel like, have like no qualms about just like taking it so overboard. No, absolutely they, not. They... I, I mean, I I see it more as like a general blockbuster problem. Like I'm like I don't know if you guys have been following, but there's been like I've seen people tweet out that like their passes to Nightmare Alley and West Side Story have just been getting canceled randomly. Because their theaters are just Damn. making more room for Spider-Man showings. Yeah, really well, Blockbuster was, was a store that closed down years ago. I don't oh, know why true. that would be My an bad. issue. So, like, that <laughs> yeah, one store okay. in we Alaska, though. Yeah. I mean, that one store in Alaska, they just stopped. They just you, didn't give those yeah, you out, I guess. Raul was trying to go to that Alaska store and it just it just closed. It's like, damn it, I just it missed it. Yeah. It's a real it, problem with that Blockbuster. Brady, what were you trying to say before? <laughs> oh, uh, so in, in the movie, at certain points, they... Uh, so in in the comics, uh, there's just so many Spider-Man stories to tell mm-hmm. that they have multiple Spider-Man comics. So there's like Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, The Incredible Spider-Man, just Spider-Man probably. Yeah, and then there's and like, that way yeah, they can tell Spectacular like, Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man, yeah, just like whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, been the Spider-Man case for a long Jane. time because it was yeah. like, yeah, you had it. Like so when they started like, doing like the Ultimate Run, that was like the 90s, right? Early 90s yeah. or well, something. Well, I, I. I think I think like some of those are supposed to be in the same universe. Like maybe like you know, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man and Spectacular Spider-Man are supposed to be the same Spider-Man. Some but of them, yeah. That way they can tell two con- concurrent stories. But I feel yeah. like they're trying to set that up because like I feel like I I I don't remember exactly, but like I feel like they always called like maybe Toby's Spider-Man like the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, mm. and like the other guy there said like, "Oh, you're the Amazing Spider-Man." Like I feel like they're trying to segment them so like they could maybe do something in the future with that because it felt like they were they're specifically calling certain spider-man by the multiple comic names like that's something i I just picked up on it at one point i think they're gonna look at like what gets really like heavy response in this movie and try to like do stuff based on that that's that's my thought Mm -hmm. i mean not that i think that they'll ever i don't know like i don't know if Toby Maguire is ever going to do more Spider-Man movies. Yeah, he right. Yeah, I don't I will say that in 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 retrospect, yeah. especially in the scenes where he's first introduced like they have that whole like right. uh, he looks like a comedy out. scene like oh, those yeah. gags where he's like they're all cleaning up Ned's grandma's house. I was like, "Damn, Toby's phoning it in." 
Yeah, when when he first shows up and he's in regular clothes, I had the exact same thought. Like, oh, it gets a little better, I think. Yeah. yeah, once he's in the suit, I think yeah, his time. performance is like it, it it improves a little bit and like the way that his his he looks is a little was, bit different, but uh Was Toby the one saying he wasn't in the movie? I think they were both saying. No, it. that was Andrew Gar yeah, oh, but I think there was like specifically Garfield like vehemently denying yeah, it. Just straight up like, yeah. Never okay, believe okay. that anymore. Like I will say that, that doesn't mean anything. Super funny in this one. He was great. Yeah, great. Yeah. He was fantastic. Okay, and like I, it's I, I I couldn't remember who said they weren't in it. Like they just denied it every time. I thought, oh, maybe they said something like they weren't in the spider suit. Because he he's the one that shows up like in the regular clothes. So I was yeah. like, oh, maybe maybe he never puts on the suit in this movie. And so like when he's doing interviews and he's saying like you know like I I never put the suit on or something in the movie like yeah. like somehow technically he wasn't lying. But yeah, okay. No, no, I think he just lying. out. Yeah, I think he just straight up lying was like I'm not in it. I'm I mean, hey, they- cheers to him. There's not too many people that aren't going to just coyly be like maybe anymore. Like I'm glad that he just like balls to the wall, told a fib. Well, I, yeah. I, I think, I, I think probably Marvel now- Studios like gives him like straight up, like tells him like you can't, if people ask you, you are allowed to just straight up lie yeah. and say no. You probably had some PR well, people see- from Sony. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I hate that because now anytime anybody says they're not in a movie, I can't believe them. Yeah. Like the well, Matrix but I think is that's- coming out next week and Morpheus this whole time, uh, Lawrence Frischburn has been saying like they never contacted him. He's not in the movie at all. And it's like, Okay, did is he lying about the, that, that or did they cooler? actually never? Isn't that <laughs> no, kind of nicer? <laughs> I would like to know if he's in it. Like he's more. No, he but that's what I mean. It. That's why it's so much better when you go and you find out yes or no. Because this time, yeah, it might suck to find out Lawrence Fishburne's not in it, but it's still going to be like a Matrix movie made by the Wachowskis. You're still going to have fun regardless. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a treat if you see him now. And I think that's better because. People like that also allows like, remember we were talking about before when we were speculating on whether or not the two of them are going to show up at all and whether or not this whole thing was just like a ruse to get people to have these kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they're doing that with Matrix and now other things that happen down the road for like other Marvel stuff or like other revivals of movies, they're going to do the same thing. And it's really effective because it elicits this kind of a response. Yeah, I wish we had the opposite of what Brady is saying, where it was even less than not knowing. It's like not even the speculation machine like that. It's like inevitable because of the Internet now. But I wish there wasn't so much exposure to that type of media where it's like this actor said this in an interview about whether or not he's in this movie or not. I feel like like 15 years ago, I never would have fucking known if that happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The speculation would have just been me like shooting the shit with my friends and being like, oh, yeah. yo, do you think like, what do you think they're going to do with this movie? But that's the thing is that like the conversations with friends now, instead of being fueled by just like your own imagination between your buddies word of mouth, it's like mm-hmm. anytime there's like a, an even a scrap or an inkling in an interview, like Andrew Garfield might say two words. He might say the words spider and man in an interview. And then, like, <laughs> right. a million fucking outlets will report and write 500-word articles based on two words of, like, Andrew Garfield right. said Spider-Man in an interview. Could this be a hint? And they just, right. like, inject and the I idea into people. With this movie, I do kind of feel like there was a thing with the media, though, where, like, there were certain spoilers that the media, like, people who are actually in the know in the media, like, knew outright for an extremely long time and we're like deliberately tiptoeing around it. Like maybe this is or isn't going to happen. Who knows? Like pretending to do speculation when yeah. actually like 
they already know for sure because they've like seen leaked pictures from the set or whatever but they're they're not going to report on it because they're engaging in good faith but they'll they'll write things pretending like they're speculating when they actually know it's weird because it also doesn't help that uh there was like what two trailers before this movie came out yeah Yeah. like there there was just like there was like no uh i don't know what do you whatever promotional um material before the movie even came out because like everybody's gonna see it anyway so like why bother but it also it's well for a long time you mean until they put those trailers out yeah right like yeah those trailers were pretty beefy oh my god yeah and they were also like what i think like the first trailer came out a while ago but like there was no other trailers yeah. until like maybe a week before two weeks before but bear in mind promotional material as a catch-all term isn't just limited to images mm-hmm. or trailers you know release yeah not by anymore. sony or spider-man or marvel themselves like those interviews are promotional materials those that mm-hmm. like tweets by tom holland a promotional material. And like what I think is is great about it is they didn't drop the big stuff until they had to. Everything else was breadcrumbs. And that's why people were yeah. losing their minds and speculating so much because they were t- getting inches and making miles out of them. At least I'll, I'll say this, at least from Sony's and Marvel's uh, point of view, I'm happy they kept the surprises up until the movie was actually mm-hmm. released because it... I, I think just the spoiler and fandom culture that we've been having like the last couple of years with these Marvel movies have kind of like tainted my excitement for some of these movies going into it because yeah. especially with Far From... When, fuck, I did it again. With No Way Home. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I knew already that they that these three yeah. sp- people were going to be in these mo- in the movie together. I, kind, yeah. I also knew I about like, you know, some of the other yeah. cameos just from, you know, friends of mine who worked on set and just like, it was just one of those things where like, Finding out from like from like internal sources and stuff like that, that's one thing. But like there's the other problem that I have where it's like, oh fucking the John Campia thing where he leaks the picture of the three of them together and a picture of fucking Matthew uh Matt Murdoch in the movie, watermarks them and then claims that they were photoshopped just to spark speculation and get more attention but towards that's his sick. channel. That's cool. I like that. That is I, fucking uh, guerrilla marketing. That's fucking with your head. I love being... That, that's one thing. Is like, I'll dunk like, on I, Marvel I, movies all day and the capitalist machine of it. I think it's great to be gaslit by that because that's going to make people lose their minds. <laughs> I, when I walked into that movie theater, I legitimately had no idea whether or not they were going to be in that movie. Part of me was expecting them to not be and that all of this like speculation night machine shit was expressly just to entice people to get their ass in a seat. I get that, but it's just for me, it's the difference between a visual and just, you know, hearing a soundbite or like reading a text from an interview, you know? But that's why you can't trust any of it. That's what I mean. Visual, text, soundbite, any of it. How mm-hmm. can you trust it? I love I love how we're all on like different points on the scale as far as this <laughs> yeah. goes. I think I'm probably <laughs> closest to Raul a little bit because I agree that like knowing seeing so much of the speculation about this stuff did taint my excitement a little bit um but on the other hand it's like to go to what brady was saying like it's easy for me to be cynical because i'm plugged in and i see all that stuff but to what brady was saying with like the lack of like like out like really prominent promotional stuff i know i like am still shocked like but i i like i mean i'm not that shocked but like within the last couple of weeks, I've talked to multiple people who are like, I didn't even know Spider-Man was like coming out this year and Mm. I hadn't heard anything about it. They haven't seen any of the trailers. And at this point it's like so close to the release. They were like, 
cool, I'm not going to watch any of the trailers or do anything and just like go into the movie completely blind. So there are like people like that out there. It's not unusual Mm -hmm. still, even in this age, that there are people who managed to go into this movie completely blind. Like I said, I think that goes to what Brady was saying where, yeah, we like for us, we had all of that other auxiliary stuff online, but I think Disney and Sony specifically tried to keep the prominent stuff to a minimum yeah. uh for as long as they could and that I'll, worked for some people yeah I'll, I'll i'll say i so when when garfield was like denying it i'm like he's in the movie i know he's in the fucking movie. movie but also when they said like you know when they showed like spider-man's lawyers like hand in like one <laughs> scene and they're like oh my god it's matt murdoch and then like sony's like well, actually, no, he's, he said he's not in the movie. Like, it's not him. You know, it's not the, uh, what is it? Was it the Netflix Daredevil guy? Yeah. 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 So Charlie when he Cox. was like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's not me. They didn't hire me or whatever. I was like, okay, that's believable. And then it was him. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. What? But that's Those a nice surprise. <laughs> but that's a nice surprise. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like the, the, the third Spider-Man Garfield thing, like distracted me so much that like the Matt Murdock thing over here was like not even in my radar. Yeah. So when he yeah. shows up, yeah. you know, when they do that pan out and he's like, he has the red glasses on and he's got the cane and I'm like, oh, those motherfuckers. Yeah. And that's <laughs> still yeah. the most, in talking it's still the most this? exciting thing that happened in the movie for me. That was cool. I, pu- I pumped my fist. Like yeah. I was like, hell yeah. It, it's, in, it's, in talking yeah. about this, what like this makes, what I've, I've thought of like what this like equates to it's like if you if you like when you're a kid when you ask for something from your parents you ask for something from santa like a like your big gift your big get you're like your your playstation or your your train set or whatever the fuck you want when you're a kid right and your parents like lie and tiptoe about like oh i don't know i might not get it like i don't know that kind of thing mm-hmm. when they obviously did get you the thing and you open it and you have that excitement because the whole time you didn't know for sure that's it's right. the same kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a good thing. You open a Christmas yeah. box and it's just your dead aunt, at least in the case of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Marissa Tomei fucking bleeding out. <laughs> just what I wanted. Yeah. Which, I got to say, that was probably the biggest surprise of the entire film for me because mm, I yeah. wasn't I expecting expect them to, to go, kill though. her off. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. And when it happened, it was like, we're like not going through the movie linearly at no, all yeah, right now yeah. and but uh but yeah that was like a moving section of the movie i was like genuinely affected yeah that was a <laughs> that was a weird section because like it's like they there was like all the all the like i don't know visual cues that like oh okay we're killing this character yeah but then it drags on just a little bit too long and like he's helping mm-hmm. her get up like, oh, okay. I guess just long fine. enough That's for her to say yeah. that line where everyone gets to shit their pants and right. do backflip. Yeah. <laughs> when that yeah, was happening, am- man, I was throwing my hands up to everyone in the theaters like, and here's the wind up. Oh, wow, look, she said it. <laughs> yeah, it was I, like, I, yeah, they just, they like, it was just long enough to feel like they weren't going to kill her. And then they did. And it was like right. very... It was very abstract how they did like because like, you know, he pulls his hand away and like there's blood on it. But it's like she doesn't she's not acting like she has like a mortal wound or something. You don't even see her get cut or anything. You just see like some blood on his hands. Also, Tom Holland's or or, uh, uh, Peter's reactions go on for longer than I expected, like Mm -hmm. after she actually dies. And he's like, like he's like they're silent. And then he like starts pleading for her to wake up. It's like. 
they played that out longer than I feel like most movies of this type. No, absolutely not. Would. No, it would just like be, it would be like any other Marvel movie, especially like five years ago, even this movie, this like scene would have been her like flopping over going, great power, great responsibility. And then just, Right. Flopping over and then Peter sobs and like closes her eyes over and then it just like, right. And then it cuts into like the J. Jonah Jameson, like Greek chorus thing. Um, but what yeah, I will no, say about they this, twisted the knife here. Yeah, exactly. What I will say, speaking of twisting the knife, one thing I will say about this is that my first initial reaction to you saying it like affected you was to like make fun of you because there were two women behind <laughs> me and my girlfriend who were audibly <laughs> sobbing. And I was looking at hers, but like, right. check out these fucking idiots behind us. They're crying in a movie. And then I was looking at it and I was like, Oh, they're playing this out. Like they might as well not be in a bunch of rubble in a the building. They might as well be like in a hospital room <laughs> where like Marissa Tomei is on a bed because that's what it felt like the way he's talking to her, trying to keeping her, trying to keep her conscious. Mm-hmm. Until eventually mm-hmm. she just bit by bit by bit fades off. Like that was played very straight. That was played like an actual person dying. Like I've not been with someone on their deathbed, but I visited people days before and it's not unlike that. Mm-hmm. I, I think at least in terms of like, in terms of the strengths in this movie, it's that whole thing is probably the strongest element of the entire film for me. Cause I, I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but even with, like far from home more so than like homecoming and the other appearances he's made so far there's there was always that yeah that tony stark junior isms of him that i didn't really like and i didn't really think were you know like spider-man you know to me at least and i'm mm-hmm. i'm glad that they took this uncle ben approach and you know spun it with you know his aunt in this case cuz that's the character that he's had you know the closest relationship with for these movies so far and it's just, it's nice to know that, like, they went back to, you know, the roots of what makes Spider-Man so relatable, which is that he's a hustling kid who's just trying to get by. Like, he ends up back in the, you know, in like a, a crummy apartment seeking rent. Probably, if we're going multiverse theory here, probably the same guy from the, uh, from the Raimi trilogies asking for rent with his hot daughter. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I, I was uh, when he opened the door to the apartment, I was almost like I wanted to see like the apartment. I really thought that, it was uh, be the same apartment. that Toby's in in like in like Spider-Man three. <laughs> yeah. When 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 there's that shot of like the bed and there's like the two windows behind it and it's like just empty. I'm like, I, I, I don't know well enough to know, but I feel like this, this is they're trying to telegraph that this is like a shot from something else, whether it's a comic or like mm-hmm. a previous movie, but it's like, yeah. it felt mm-hmm. like I should recognize this shot. But even just in terms of like, you know, him like, as a character being put in that scenario, I, I really love that they did that because to me, that's what Spider-Man is. He's he's a guy who struggles, you know, he's a guy who tries to get by like, it's, yeah. e- it's, it's easier for me to relate to a character like that than, you know, a tiny little Elon Musk that looks like, Michael J. Fox, the more he gets older. <laughs> Tiny Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. That just, that just like can just make up a bunch of shit with imaginary Stark tech. You know, like I like yeah, the yeah. fact that he, he gets the new costume, but just by sewing it, you know, yeah. which looks I thought that looked really cool. Yeah. That, really you know good. what it reminded me a lot of when he's first swinging around in it? Like that neon blue, mm-hmm. like that silk. It reminded me a lot of, um, the PS1 game for some reason. Oh, yeah. I was, oh, I was thinking of like the Marvel versus Capcom sprites. Yeah. I like have like yeah. some of those alts for just like how reflective it is. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> really nice. I though. think that's neat. I wish they had more of that. Back to the basics. I, I do like, I do like the different costumes he had in this. Cause there was like, there was like the, uh, 
nanotech one, uh, and then for uh, you know for reasons you know that part of it gets absorbed onto the octopus things, he can't really use it. So he he, but also his regular uniform has like green stains on it because somebody threw it at him. Mm-hmm. So he he turns it inside out, and so you get the black. Uh, outfit for a while. I was so confused by that. That one, no, like, this dude, that one had runes all over it because he uh, he had the fucking Doctor Strange shit. With runes? Which one? The one. Remember when he's first going to like catch Electro or whatever the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, was, I mean, I mean, there's like wires on it and stuff, but like, right? It, yeah, I didn't realize it was inside his, out. Mm-hmm. I was like confused. What was? Yeah, going it's on. like it's like the ins- <laughs> yeah. To I mean I. I, that's something I picked up on. That, like it's, that makes it's inside that makes out more because sense it has to like the now. fluorescent yeah. green on it. Whatever somebody threw on him. No, no, no. I it still looks thought, a little. It, it still looks a little too detailed talking. to be inside out, but it makes sense. Mm. I specifically remember has, runes all over his head, like in between the lines. Am I remembering this wrong? Oh, I, I don't remember that at all. I mean, there was definitely like wires sticking out. Like I saw little, but I assumed mm-hmm. that was because like his regular suit has like some kind of wiring in it for some reason yeah so that was that was the whole thing inside in out you know okay yeah so like you know if it's inside i can't you know, believe he can even wash that thing to begin with that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah so it's I, I just the the amount of suits he had in this thing was it was cool I, I liked it yeah yeah it was cool but it was like and the fact that they had a reason for each one was you know thumbs up for me i could have sworn i'm looking at it now i could have sworn he had runes on his head like all over the suit in Is between it, are, the gold and I think it's just because I like, don't know. the color I, palette works I, out with like the wristband. Mm, yeah, yeah, I mean, to what you're saying, Slime, he he, it like what I was saying is that it weirded me out because I got that it was like I think Brady's right that it was supposed to be inside out because he had fucked up the outer part of it, so he turned it inside out. But it looked weird to me because I was like, this looks way too detailed in like an actual regular suit just with a different color palette yeah. for that to be the mm. case. So I think it's just one of those weird like design things where like they didn't want it to look too fucked up. So so it does look like more detailed than it probably should. Speak yeah, yeah. so there was there was like a the there was context. like a tiny little subplot running through where like people believe Mysterio over Spider Man over oh, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. the reason he that. died or whatever. And at at some point somebody threw like a fluorescent <clears throat> green slime on him. Yeah, somebody threw like a he just for whatever reason he oh, can't yeah. He can't like he can't like just wash out oh, himself. Right. So, but he's only got one spider suit, which now has this green slime on it, which he just doesn't wear for some reason. So, there's a scene where he's like trying to scrub it out, and like for whatever reason, he like turns it inside out, and the, right. the reverse side is like the black, the venom kind of. Damn, black I don't remember suit that at with, all. Like, black and white. Maybe I, I was to the conf- I've. <laughs> I was confused about the 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 getting the like paint or whatever thrown on him is confusing because we don't see exactly like when that happens because we see it in like news footage that's like divorced from like yeah. the regular timeline of the movie. Yeah. So so I was Which, like, when is this happening? That and then we're like, oh, I guess it though. I do think just that's kind of cool that it just you just get to see it through the news. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so yeah, I, talking about the Mysterio stuff is a good way to get us towards like kind of. I, we, I'm glad we're jumping around a lot. We sh- should keep doing that instead of like going like, detailed. So the here's movie. the plot point, and then here's the plot point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I do, I do want to talk about just the the very beginning of the movie because it does start off like right where Far From oh. Home ends. Yeah, it with, picks up immediately after the last, yeah, movie. which is tight. Yeah, it's cool. Um, 
I want to say it's like funny because I'm not even just talking about the beginning of the movie here, but this first act of the movie feels so different from like the other two acts. Oh, big time. And like there's there's so much packed into this movie and I think they did a good job with it and everything feels like flows pretty well. But I did like think like I do remember getting like three quarters of the way through the movie and then like thinking back and being like, man, like that first part of the movie, like was that even like that felt like a different movie because like it feels like the movie is going to carry through more on this like arc Catching of the bad guys. Yeah, and like the fallout from the previous movie. That gets settled and pretty like, quickly, actually. Literally once yeah, Matt exactly. Murdock shows up, they they just shoo it away. Right. Uh I, and, and like yeah. I kind of I I really love the movie that we got, but part of me almost wanted to see them play that stuff out yeah. more. Like Which, I would have I would I would have been interested in seeing a version of the movie that like is just that for a whole movie. To that point, I do yeah, think I agree. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I, to that point, I, I am going to say that uh, I was having a conversation with another friend of mine about this, and uh, he was saying, like, oh, why is J. Jonah Jameson, like, the same guy that was in the Maguire one? Right. Like, would Toby Maguire not, like, recognize him at some point? Like, what's the deal with that? Like, are they just the same guy in parallel universes? But, like... Yeah, because everyone else is shown as being a different-looking yeah. person. Because, like, it wouldn't stand to reason in the logic of the movie, right? But what... Mm-hmm. What my theory with that is, is that whenever they were doing Far From Home, all they had in mind is that the next movie is just going to be the premise of what if everyone knew? And J. Jonah Jameson was just a fun cameo. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then they have to write the movie and then like, oh, fuck, what if we did multiverse stuff? And they get really invested in that idea and they're like, oh, fuck, we had fucking what's the guy's name? Whiplash guy. Oh, J.K. Simmons. Simmons. We all like, oh fuck! Like yeah. we had J.K. J.K. Simmons do the J.J.J. cameo. Well, fuck! Now we have to play the cards we've dealt ourselves and just you know shoot right. it away. He's the Alex Jones, which guy. is right, which is fine because you don't have to think about mm. that. Yeah, no, yeah, but exactly. uh, and also like who? Well, else I, if I start thinking about think things that- in this movie that I'm not supposed to think about, I'm going to be sitting here complaining about like logistics convenience <laughs> and like continuity for yeah. fucking hours. Uh, and I've, those are things that I've learned to like just shrug to the side when it comes to Marvel movies because. They're clearly not thinking about them when they're writing them, and that's well established. So I'm not going to waste the brain power thinking about them when I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, I I did think about that briefly and just had this dumb like speculating thought of like, what if he's supposed to? What if he? That's because he's actually like some other villain in disguise. Actually, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what if that's Mysterio still, or what if that's <laughs> Mephisto, like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what they, that's what they want you to do. Right. I mean, but in reality, though, like, who else but J.K. Simmons for that role? Like, right. you really can't get anybody else as long as a he's A hundred thousand you know? other yeah. people. Well, I Literally mean, a million other people. Yes. But that I'm saying, true. like, he, he, he left such an iconic mark as that fucking character. Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, there's no mm-hmm. other person he could really get, you know, as long as he's still, like, it's willing fun. to do it. <laughs> oh man we got lots of we're all on camera seeing each other this is not like we're not releasing video for this episode but yeah. fun stuff happening uh uh slime just doing large strokes of a massive yeah, i i stroke uh, for jk dude. yeah the brady brady i was gonna say brady shoving his microphone deep into his mouth <laughs> uh lots of weird a lot of, a lot of mimicry a lot of stuff miming. going on yeah um but yeah i'm naked uh, but t- <laughs> 
We're all we're all excited about it. The boys are just hanging out. It's a Sunday night. This is what um, we call consuming, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, but to, just to wrap that point up about like the whole like uh, like what if this movie was just about um, like every like Peter trying to deal with the fallout of like his own identity being mm-hmm. revealed. I definitely think that there exists out there a first pass at this movie where like that is the whole premise is like getting Peter around the globe of like pe- trying to get him away from media while he tries to figure out like mm-hmm. how to resolve this. Well, the and I plan- would like to see that movie or at least read the script. The the plan for yeah. Oh my bad. Sorry. Uh, I was I was gonna say like no no no. You go ahead. Apparently you go ahead. before yeah the the whole multiverse thing. I at least I read from an interview Tom Holland gave. The plan was initially supposed to be a, it was gonna be a Craven movie. Like he was gonna like they the fall it was like the fallout from the last movie. But then Craven oh, would be the main fuck. villain. It would basically just hunt him down. I assume. Craven, he knows. Just okay. fucking do Craven already. Stop, stop teasing you, it. Just fucking uh, do it. My bro, I'm so not a Marvel guy that when you said Craven, I looked at you and I was like, Wes Craven? I, I had a they're, friend of mine who thought the make same a thing movie. last no. night. Yeah, it was so funny. I, so I've, I've never been a comics reader, but I have read some Spidey comics and I had like this big book that like detailed like all the major like classic Spider-Man arcs and Craven's Last Hunt was always my favorite because it's like, it's really dumb, honestly, but it's like this thing where Craven decide he like is insane mm-hmm. and he decides that like he wants to die, but before he can die, he has to kill Spider-Man. So he's like he goes on this murder suicide thing where he's like I got to kill Spider-Man and then I'm going to fucking kill myself and he does. That's what we like, call a literally, jihad. That's what we call well, a holy well, he crusade. <laughs> Yeah, so he he catches Spider Man and he buries him alive in a cemetery. Nice. Um, and then and then he shoots himself. And then there's like this. It, it, I as a kid, I loved this image. Like thinking of it now, it's like so goofy, and it's like I can't imagine they would do this in a movie. But this like really like classic image of Peter Parker crawling his way up, like from being buried yeah. alive, like to the surface <laughs> because of his driven by his love of mary jane yeah he's got to kill bill and it's like, <laughs> yeah and there, and there's this image of Does like, his hand, the like there's this image of his hand popping ah, out of the ground yeah. in front of his grave and it, and like i think the text is like i love you mary jane or something dude that's so funny i gotta read that now that's hilarious i love that they literally just did a kill bill too it was a that was a really yeah. good story too speaking of speaking of yeah. goofy i I've, i haven't like this thought hasn't escaped my mind since i've seen it in the past 24 hours. But man, look, I know the foe's really good. Alfred Molina's really good. But dude, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is like oddly horny in this movie, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's I have so a theory fucking about funny. That. Boy, do I have a theory about that. <laughs> it's it's great because it's not like he really had any character in that first movie anyway, the last one he no, was in. It, this is a exactly. this is so a different so character. This is not the same character. Oh, for sure. His character in Amazing Spider-Man 2 is like like mentally challenged or something. Yeah, like, like he's like, he also a, grew like back he's his like hairline. a cartoonishly geeky nerd. Yeah. Like he's basically yeah. like uh God, what the fuck's his name from the IT crowd? Oh, fucking uh Moss yeah. Moss. Yeah, he's yeah. that dude from the IT crowd, <laughs> but just like way spurgier. Yeah. Well, they, they specifically say at some point, like uh like he doesn't like the that so the the Jamie that Fox. Spider-Man from that movie mm-hmm says like i remember you as like having a comb over and like glasses yeah. or something yeah so mm. 
would that not be the same character then? And he just has like a new no. body. I don't know. It's it weird. Is. It's like new hair. Like thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah, they want you to buy it as the same character, and and it's supposed to be the same character, but it's like this like light retconning where it's like yes. they don't they don't want you to remember his exact characterization so, from that movie so that they can do their own thing. Here's the thing: I'd say they certainly did want him to do that because it's mm-hmm. like, why the fuck would you change a character that radically between here and here? This is what I'm thinking, and I was thinking this during the movie, because Jamie Foxx's character, like, whatever his real name is, Electro, mm-hmm. when he's in the cell, and he's talking to the guys, like, catching up with, like, the lizard or whatever, he's like, I don't know if I want to go back. I like myself in this world. <laughs> like, all that kind of shit. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there was certainly a caveat in Jamie Foxx's like contract to come back to do the Spider-Man movies is like you're not going to make me be that fucking pathetic nerd again. I'm Jamie Foxx. Don't display right. me like that on screen. I don't know what you writer people have to write in order to make me cool in this movie, but you do it because I'm going to be cool, yeah. Electro. I'm going to be Jamie Foxx in this movie. I'm not going to be the guy from my crowd. I'm going to be Django. It, it kind of works, and I though. mean that's the right. That was the right move anyway because yeah. that character in Amazing. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man Two is a those dogs. Maybe yeah. the worst. Maybe the worst superhero movie that I've ever seen in my for opinion, the Spidey franchise. Personally. It's definitely the worst. For um, me. Mm-hmm. I I think it's like like a. <sighs> If not an F tier movie, like a D minus, it's like as close to an F as it can possibly be. If it's not an F, but I was like angry. I remember being furious watching that movie because it's terribly directed, horrible music choices, like insanely terrible acting from a really skilled cast. It's yeah. like, how did you take all of these elements and make it as bad as it could possibly be? It's it's brutal. Yeah, I don't know who directed that, but I, I mean. It's Mark clear the onus Fuck is on. that guy. Yeah. It's just so funny to me because, like, every time he speaks, it looks like he sounds like he wants to put his dick in a socket. Like, that's his whole thing. Like, he's like, <laughs> I'm feeling an energy in this place. I'm feeling all this power. And he just turns from blue to yeah. yellow, like, midway through. I, I, I honestly kind of loved it. Like, Spider Man, if you were black, I would have fucked you. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man was a brother. I might get all kinds of water. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Oh, man. My goodness. I Um, I loved it. And it's just like, it's also just like the idea of having Thomas Hayden Church in for probably like an entire day on set. And he's just a CGI, like sad sand. Yeah, he's just a fucking lizard. Yeah, there's one shot of his face. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Lizard is Sandman too. That 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 was archived footage from three, actually. They they used old footage (laughs) from the third movie when he comes back into human form of that. Oh shit! He wasn't even there. He just—they just got it for the VO. Oh, no, no, basically, Damn. that's what it is. Wait, who are, who are you talking about? We're, we're talking about uh, Sandman. Who are you talking about? Yeah, I was like, why oh, okay. is this dude's okay. face like just Sandman? Wow. I remember this is from the movie. I thought he could turn back. So, I I had just assumed Thomas Hayden Church did a bunch of like facial capture for this movie. Are you saying that's like not? No, the case, I mean or? they definitely did for like the scenes where. Basically, okay. the entirety of the movie where he's just a CGI sand creature, like when he's in humanoid sand form. But when he turns back into a human again, that's just archived footage from three. Like, I think that's the scene <laughs> that's right so, before he hilarious. turns into Sandman. That is so fun. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but even even Thomas Hayden Church gets like, like I said, he gets to do like facial capture and stuff. Like, even though he's in sand form a lot, you get to see his like general appearance as an actor for a good amount Reese Font, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but the guy who plays Lizard, Dr. Kirk mm-hmm. Connors, gets so like that actor is by far the more most short shrifted in this movie. Yeah. You literally Lizard see, his, was in none you of the, see the actor's face. 
Yeah, you see the actor's face for two seconds yeah, before he's gone. Like, <gasps> <gasps> yeah, like, Which, like, I assume he is doing the voice acting for Lizard. Oh, yeah. So, like, at least he gets he gets some like he gets some lines in there. But he felt he felt like like they didn't need him there. Like, I I would have preferred they replaced him with like I don't know, just some Paul someone There's else. There's no one else that they know. could. I mean, there was Paul Giamatti, maybe James Franco, if they were going to be like... No, call, like, well, don't crazy. do Paul no, no, Giamatti. Because no. <laughs> one, James Franco wouldn't do it. No, There's no sure. way in hell he would do it with the way his career is right now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking, what was I going to say? They can't do um, Venom because they have a whole other plan set aside for the right, Tom Hardy. Right, right. They yeah. weren't going to do G- that. Paul Giamatti, and like that, you could do Paul Giamatti in theory, but that is no way justified. He was like a, an ending thing. Mm-hmm. Like he was just a king. Yeah. He's he's literally in like the first five seconds and the last yeah. five seconds of Amazing Spider-Man Two, and also great actor who gives maybe the worst performance in that entire movie, like oh, yeah. one of the worst yeah. performances I've ever seen. It's so it's comically bad, it's so yeah. bad, and he's only in the movie for ten seconds. That's how much of an impact so it leaves. How bad it is. Yourself, yeah. yeah, you know what's you, you know um, what I kind of wish I want like I got a little bit more from this movie, like Garfield and Toby show up right and. Aside from, like, one line that Garfield gives about him, like, basically implying that he started just beating the shit out of people more and more after Gwen Stacy died, you don't really get to know what Mm. happened to both of those Spider-Men after their respective movies. Like, you don't really know if they fought, like, another villain or if they fought, like, some version of Mysterio. I was kind of hoping they'd get into that a little more, which I feel like they're probably going to save for later, I assume. You were saying that, um... Like, you don't know if Toby has any interest in, like, playing Spider-Man more, which I completely agree with. I was thinking that, like, because of his age and just, like, I don't know where he's at now in his career, like, he's probably not too interested in coming he back hasn't acted to in a play while. Spider-Man too. much That's more. That's the thing. Like, yeah. he's doing I the new... to see him. He's doing the new Damien Chazelle movie after this, but, like, it's been a couple years since he's actually done a film. Actually, the last film he did was narrating The Boss Baby. <laughs> that was the last <laughs> fucking thing he did. I- he hasn't really done a live action movie since I think that war drama, uh, Brothers, the one he did with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, where Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. fucked his wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Andrew Garfield, he's really good in this movie. He's uh, he's he's proved himself a, a really good actor since the Spider Man movies. I think you can tell like he is bummed. He has been bummed about like the way his movies turned out and they almost like kind of work that into the script intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm Peter 3. What what can you do about it? Right. Um, and, but I get, I feel like people are like, people are going to react really positively to his appearance in this movie. And I wonder if that is going to like, if there's enough positive feedback, I wonder if he would step back into the character for something else. I, I don't I know. Think well, he, he does it's actually interesting. It, to the think benefit about. of time is on his side versus Maguire because one Maguire is like, right. he's an old man. Now he uh-huh. doesn't really care to jump around mm-hmm. in a suit no more. The, the, the breadth of time between Andrew Garfield, like 2014 to now, I mean, it, he still could pass for the same age. Feasible. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's still spry enough to do it. He's got the chops, too. Even I mean, then, like, he yeah. always wanted to do more Spider-Man movies. It's just, it's a shame because, like, the movies, obviously, like, the movies he were in obviously weren't financially successful. And that was in light of the whole, you know. Or good. Yeah, or good. <laughs> like, and that was also, like, right before the whole Sony hack thing and then leading up to them, like, f- striking a deal with the MC, like, with Disney for, like, an MCU Spider-Man. And it's, 
it sucks because he really was the one who got like the short end of the stick because there was so much yeah, stuff yeah. planned for him. And then once the second movie came out, they all kind of just fizzled away. But I, I could see him agreeing to do more as the character if he thought one, if he sees like the like enough of that positive feedback from this movie. And if it's like he senses that he would get to work with people who are going to make like a good movie that justifies I would it. also assume a lot of money, um, though. Like a lot of oh, money. Oh, big yeah, shit. Shit I mean, if you're signing a Marvel contract, you better bleed those motherfuckers. Like, I wouldn't, like, I would be shocked if Toby and Andrew weren't the highest paid actors in this whole film. Because oh, they yeah. kind of have oh, yeah. to be. At least, you know, you know, just to market that as like the three Spider-Men finally showing up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're in that position, it's like, you're coming to me asking to be, be in this movie. You need me in this yeah. movie. Like... I, <laughs> I I also saw articles saying uh, William Defoe wouldn't do the movie unless he could do his own action scenes. Like, he... Mm, very justified. The, the articles I, I read were... They, they said he didn't want to be a cameo. <clears throat> like, he, he needed yeah. to be part of the movie. So I Thank feel like God. Yeah. He's so fucking good. Yeah, he is really good. Yeah. So probably the best performance I feel in the like film, I think, in my opinion. Big time. Without yeah. those, yeah. he wouldn't have uh I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it could have been a different like certain things could have been different if he like he he was able to get that top billing as like I, I know they're they're what there was like the Sinister Sinister Six. They were trying to do a bunch of them. Yeah, right. But it felt like he was the main villain. Oh, big time! Yeah. Well, he's I the know. one who like Tom Holland has his main conflict with. Like he's responsible for his arc in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like him him as an actor pushing for that like got that and kind of influenced a lot of this movie. Oh, big time! Well, I mean, like Willem's so, a legend anyway. Like that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect anything less from that. I, I'm really happy with what they did with his character in this because it, it's interesting because mm-hmm. like in the days he's the heart of the conflict. Yeah. Sure. And in the days before I like leading up to me watching the movie, I was hearing all the hype about like, oh, this is like the best version of Goblin we ever got, like even more so than his performances in the Raimi movies. And like looking back on it, I kind of see the case for that because at least when you when I look back, I haven't seen the Raimi movies in a while. But they drive the same point that this movie makes about Goblin in in that it's like, yeah, like Goblin sees himself as like a being above everybody else. And he is always that person who wants to torment the life of Peter Parker. It's just when I look back at the Raimi movies, there's always that added level of camp to it that just doesn't feel as yeah, serious. Because it's Raimi's like mm-hmm. hands all over. It. Yeah. No. And, and it but like there's also that level of campiness to it that do, you don't really get from this one. Which I kind of appreciate this. Saying. Like, like it's, the it's reason, taken more like, seriously. That there's the the reason that he was drenched in camp in the last one is strictly because that's Raimi's style. Yeah, that's what he brings out in people, and those are the kinds of movies he makes. He's never not made a movie like that. And it's you not. Know what I mean, that's what he elicits from actors. Yeah, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I it's what makes. No, it's not a bad thing yeah. at all. No, it's just totally different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say the biggest thing is like I. Because we all know, like, Defoe is, like, an amazing actor. He could do a lot of what he wants. Like, Brady knows better than any of us here, like, what he did in The Lighthouse. Yeah, I mean, have you guys seen The Lighthouse, the greatest movie ever? Yeah, that's that's what I mean. He gets, I feel like he gets to tap more into being a serious actor like he is in that and less of, like, a shtick comic book character, like, in this Mm -hmm. movie. And it's fantastic to see him uh, imbue, imbue the character with that. Like, even moments before the heel turn, when him and, uh, you know, uh, Octavius are talking about like, oh, you know, what's it going to, are you excited 
like what's it going to be like to just be the good half oh yeah and yes. uh his response back in that tone of voice before even the full heel turn happens where he goes yep just one half you can tell mm. from the delivery of that line alone that that is not the norman osborne that is like the good guy that's talking and you Yo, don't even can see I just say how amazing too, which is fucking awesome. exactly that's I all you it. need is his delivery all you need is that can I just say how amazing that entire sequence is when when Peter starts having like the spidey tingle and he's like oh, has no yeah. idea what's going on. He's like walking around in this haze and the movie drags it out for a while where it's like, what is happening? Like, where am I supposed to be putting my attention? Like, what am I supposed to be concerned about? And, it, and it's like it plays it so well where when it when it finally does, like when the shoe drops, you you're just like on the edge of your seat like what like who is it who's like what is it that's about to happen who is about to do something and it's great and it pays off beautifully uh i really really like the way that they that they did that there's lots of really great like directorial flourishes in this movie john watts is really. I, i'd say that yeah john um, watts is amazing I think. the the two moments that really stood out to me is the 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 wonder he has when Peter and MJ go back to his house to his apartment at the beginning of the movie, and then that same scene that you just described, Josh. Like, also interesting. Mm. Is it me or like the spider set? Like the sound effect that they use for his spider sense tingling? Is that the same one from the Raimi movies? Is that that same like high pitched screech type no of idea. thing that like no happens whenever he uh, whenever Toby used to sense it? Know. It sounded really know. familiar. Maybe have to compare it to like the scene when in Spider-Man Two, when like he and uh, Mary Jane are in the in the restaurant, and and like right before like the windows mm-hmm. crash or whatever. Um, I have to compare that because I don't, I don't know. It's been too long since I watched them. Yeah, I will say like, but I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be cool. Even though at least to me and probably like a few other people in the audience, it was clear from like the li- delivery of that line. It's like, oh, he's going to heel turn. Um it's really, really cool what they're doing with like his spider sense, like uh, Josh, like which with what, what you were saying with like, you don't exactly know where you're supposed to direct your attention. It seems like in that scene, they're about to be interrupted by like a new villain, or maybe there's going to be like right. a news helicopter outside of the window. Mm-hmm. And then right. right. There, like it's, yeah, it's just a really, really well done scene. Yeah. Is this coming from outside or inside? Yeah, like yeah. we don't like, doesn't know. Uh, what do you so, guys think? Oh, sorry. You go ahead, Brady. Oh, I was just going to say like, I, so this, this movie was two and a half hours long. And if I would, if I would cut anything or like at least try to condense something down, it would be the scenes between where they capture all the villains and where they come back to the apartment to try to cure them. Um, that felt like the longest, but the, the scenes afterwards where it's like he's cured, uh, he's cured Octavius. And like everybody else is kind of in limbo that that was really good because like later on, you never know who's really on his side. Right. As they show up. That's another in complaint the, that the, I have. And I'm I'm not going to like, like I said, I'm not going to harp on the things that are wrong because I think there's a lot wrong, but like I expect them to be wrong. Mm-hmm. But this is one thing that was more glaring to me is that. So at the point, like what you're talking about, Brady, like you don't know who's on his side and who's not. It's very, very solid and confirmed that, like, once they cure Octavius, he's a good guy. Right. He's down for the cause. When all the shit starts to hit the fan. Yeah, I just thought that was assumed. Yeah, exactly. When all the shit starts to hit the fan, why does he leave and why does he not stay to help them, right? 
If he's down for yeah, the cause, it's, why it's the fuck? Like the, yeah. What reason does he have to run off up the building? And on top of that, when they all scatter, and we just get all these scenes of like the three Spider-Men hanging out, why is that not intercut? Like, if they're all out in New York City, why are they not wreaking havoc? Why is it not all over the news that a yeah, guy where, made of where sand? Where did they go? Exactly. Yeah. Why, is why did the they news? wait? Like a lizard man, a guy made of sand, a guy made of electricity, a fucking guy on a, a hoverboard throwing bombs at people. Why is that not like everywhere? Why is J. Jonah Jameson not talking about that except for just being like, I saw something weird. Like that was yeah. extremely frustrating. Like they just like, even when it comes to like Doctor Strange. Why didn't the Avengers show up? Yeah, go, I don't understand. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like even like Doctor Strange, they, they at least paid enough attention to like, okay, we need to deal with him for the, for the second act. They at least were like, okay, oh, he's held up in the metaverse or whatever the fuck. He's, he's all tied up in the Grand Canyon BDSM style. <laughs> They at least gave us like, <laughs> like a, a MacGuffin excuse for him. For the villains that are running rampant all over New York City, they say zilch until they need them again. And they're also assuming that all of those people have access to a screen to watch the news. <laughs> well, where Peter Parker is like FaceTiming the news. Which is even weirder when you think about like, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, Jonah's supposed to be like the- That Alex- motherfuckers in the sewer. How is he hearing that? Oh yeah, no, that is like, Okay, the only news source that's reporting on it is technically like the MCU's version of an Alex Jones Infowars type of thing. Yeah. And that's being broadcast no all over fucking Times Square and shit. <laughs> yeah. It don't I, I, I kind of tuned out for some of that, but I will agree with one of the first things you said, which is that I did think it was weird that like we see that Otto is cured. And then the movie wants like, to like make us question whether yeah. he was. Is like the 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 writers want us to be like, oh, is he or is he evil? But then I he just shows up shit. and he it's like, off. and, and like, then why yeah, is exactly, running? yeah, it's like it's like no, you've given me no reason to question that. Exactly. And then when he does show back up, it's like two seconds where like the other characters are like. And he's like, no, actually, no, I am still good. It's exactly what you thought as the audience. And there was no reason for us to try to play with you in that way. I, I gotta, Which you didn't even do successfully. I, I, I got to talk a little bit about like the whole saving the villains uh, side plot here where. Okay. I get the idea side behind plot. it. It's the most Spider-Man thing to I, do to try to get these people to feel to get better. But it's so weird how it plays out at the end where. Either two things happen and we don't really know what it is, what it is, which is a they actually cured the villain successfully and at the same time, like changed the entire course of both the Raimi and Andrew Garfield movies completely by having them live or b like did they mm. just end up dying in the first place? Because it's not like they're going to reshoot yeah. these movies, the end of these old ass movies again to show that they actually survived. Like it, it's weird. I don't know what what that meant. It meant nothing. Yeah. 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 That's yeah I was really so, confused by that too. So the, so the, I, I know if, explain know, it, Brady. We're not Help going, us out. We're not going linear at all, but basically the conceit of this movie is that, uh, everybody knows who Spider Man is, Peter Parker. He goes to Dr. Strange and says, like, hey, can you cast a spell so everyone forgets that Peter Parker is Spider Man? And for movie reasons, the spell gets messed up and, People who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man from different universes start converging into this universe. Um, so what we get is villains, villains from multiple Spider-Man movies that other companies have done in the past and in the future, maybe 
converge on this universe and they're like, oh, we we know Peter Parker is Spider-Man, but you're not Peter Parker. Who are you, uh, Tom Holland? looking motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> you look like the actor and, Tom Holland from my world. <laughs> and so it, it, it comes to light that all these villains Nathan are basically, they're, like they're walking. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. No quick, quick, si- quick side tangent. They played the uncharted trailer before yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah, yeah. in my theater. Mm-hmm. And it was so, it was so weird. Uh, seeing you that. mean known racist but, uh, Mark Wahlberg? So anyway, in oh, Spider-Man, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, all it, you know, it, it comes to light in the movie that all these villains are pulled out of their universe basically seconds or or you know minutes before they're they're killed by Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which the ones in the who context of this movie is like Tom Holland Spider Man is like oh my god, you know, apparently whatever universe exists out there where I, I, Peter Parker, am Spider-Man, I end up killing a lot of villains. Weird. Okay. But that's a little in, weird. In this movie, it's like, it's like, oh, what if I cure them and they're not as bad? But it's like, how does, they never explain. Yeah, if they still go back to the same exact moment, yeah. how is that going yeah. to Like, help? you'll go back right. knowing you're a good guy. AKA me sucking your power out of your body. <laughs> right. Because that automatically well, guess, means you're yeah. good. I guess yeah. I'm think I guess the way you could think about it is that like the like Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's the their Peter Parkers don't want these villains to die but in those moments the villains are doing something that gives Spider-Man no other choice but exactly. to cause or it their just happens to themselves so to be if, like the doughy so eyed kid that's like I don't want to murder nobody yeah right. <laughs> so if they're so if they're no long if they're no longer doing that I guess the assumption is it, it, it they'll they'll go back in in a moment where it gives just enough time for them to alter their action where they won't do the thing that makes it inevitable that they have. Yeah, it's but like it won't be because the minute they go back to the same minute that they all describe is seconds. Like all of them are saying, like I was in a fight yeah. with Spider Man and I was winning, and then I woke up here. <laughs> like no, there's no room, no animosity to be like, oh, I can go back and change who I was. You go back, and then your neck is in the guillotine. Yeah, like like the folk yeah. can't do but a that's, monkey that's, flip that's, right that's, before he gets impaled in 2002. Like he can't yeah, fucking. Yeah, he, exactly. He's just gonna die. Like <laughs> yeah. I think the conceit of the movie, like the 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 writers of the, I agree. This is like yeah, a plot hole, a hundred percent. But but what the writers want you to think, I think, is that it it maybe they go back like just far enough. Well, that, if that the writers changed, wanted to know. think, wanted us to think that, then they should write a story <laughs> that compels us to think that. Instead of just saying like, oh, they'll figure it out. We made it feel good right. at the end. We made some nice music. And we made it fade away into this nice gold sand. Yeah, they definitely yeah, want like, to do that. I'm, I'm pretty sure like Octavius is like recounting the story where I was like, yeah, I was like falling off a building and there was like a building <laughs> shooting up about to like pierce my spine into my heart and kill me. But then I just woke up here like weird, right? Yeah. Like if. If he gets sent back to that exact same second, like it doesn't matter if like mm-hmm. he has that new chip where he he has his own mind to himself instead of the AI influencing him, he's gonna get fucking like splintered like into his uh you know his heart's gonna get pierced by a building. Yeah, like he's still gonna get the fucking rod. Yeah, no, he's still good. He's got literally gonna like, yeah. be like 
water is still gonna fucking invade his lungs because he's still like drowning in the middle of the fucking ocean <laughs> yeah. in that movie. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, it, it just, well. it just. When I thought about that, it's like, <laughs> okay, they either just retcon these movies and they're not canon anymore, technically, or they just didn't think about it enough. <laughs> Which is what I right. think happened. Yeah, I think they just didn't. They didn't think about it enough. They didn't try hard enough to create like a, a reasonable like explanation of yeah. how we would know how that Although, was going to work. And um, they just they they're basically like use your imagination and 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 fix the plot hole for I, us. I, I, I will say, with all that being said, as the humble Spidey soy boy that I am, I will fucking say that like the scene where uh, Ock and mcguire actually meet up and talk for a second genuinely brought a tear to my eye because it it, it i i really just mm-hmm. like their interaction no i i it honestly kind of drove me <laughs> a little bit like it got it got me a little emotional because spider-man 2 is like probably my favorite out of all these movies like aside from spider-verse yeah it's one it's still one of the best superhero yeah movies and it's like time. i've always loved that you know in in ox core he was always just a guy who liked peter he always cared about the kid. He always wanted him to do better. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it was literally a piece yeah, of they, fan service for five seconds, but I, I, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, yeah, there's they several, have the, they hey, have a, there hey. we go. <laughs> but there's several of like five second pieces of fan service throughout the whole thing. But you know what I will say is like, this is the last thing I'll, these are, these are going to be my closing comments because we're coming towards like, Oh, Brady just minutes. held up the Marvel Spider-Man game, by the yeah, way, yeah, for yeah, audio yeah. format. Um, <laughs> this is going to be my closing comments for it. But, um, w- the one thing I will forgive the movie for is like the whole thing that I just complained about. We're like, what the fuck are the villains doing? Because the reason it didn't show us anything and because like, this is a big thing for movies like that, that'll get you invested in them and like trick you into not thinking about that logistic stuff till you leave the theater is if something works in the moment and the three Peters hanging out and riffing Jesus Christ on the cross. Did that ever work in the moment? Yeah. Like, yeah, there was, I loved nothing. that. Yeah. There was nothing more fun to me than the banter of the three of these guys who have never been able to, efficiently communicate what their life is like with anyone in their life before ever now mm. have two friends that they can go to like yeah. that's, that was the coolest no, thing in the world point. you can't talk shop that. like when you're like superman doesn't get to talk shop with other supermen about like what it's like to be superman yeah right it's so cool that this got to happen like and the biggest thing for me is like when they're in the lab doing the web shooter shit a few days before this i was re-watching <laughs> the first two with my girlfriend to like just catch up catch ourselves up and uh she was like she didn't remember the web shooters and she was like, what? I thought it just came out of his wrist. What do you mean? He's, I thought he could do yeah. anything as spider can. Why can't he make his webs? And I was like, no, right. there's fucking, there was a, there was a spider. He couldn't, there was a web shooter in the Raimi movies. I'm sure of it. And I start to look it up and I'm like, no, fuck. He's just shooting that shit. Yeah. You're right. Oh my God. Right. And then no, it's we, a big deal. Cause they changed it from the comics. Yeah. So at the time those movies were coming out, people did, you know, the nerds <laughs> talked yeah. about that. And when we were, were like, in the, theaters, Oh, he's not a scientist who invents his own yeah. web shooters. I mean, he is a scientist, but it anyway, doesn't. So it's just an anecdotal <laughs> conversation we had had in preparation in preparation for no way home. And right. when that, scene I was happened, wondering if they were going to address it when yeah. that scene happened, when they're like, you guys have to get web shooters. And he like did the thing. Right. Me and her looked at each other like, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, it's really fun that they address it. I also really love the the, when they go into it a little deeper later on during that banter scene you were talking about where it's like, uh, 
where they're like can you just like describe he's like gets a little self-conscious about it like they're like yeah. no we're like we're legitimately like we can't do that so like can, it felt like an like, improv we're super it curious so how it that felt like a good conversation like a real conversation that these people would have yeah um and then he's like well he says it's like yes i have had a web block and they're like oh why and he's like oh you know existential <laughs> you know crisis type yeah. stuff and they're like oh i yeah, was sad <laughs> i i i really do like uh garfield's approach and being like the awkward but also like really enjoyable like younger brother of the two where he's like uh, he, he's he's like in that little scene right before they start fighting in the third act he's like i just want to know i love I, I just want you guys to know like i love you guys like I, just yes. being like really genuinely sweet these so guys cool. i i like the fact that like he that that you know he he took that turn with that character and it just like it makes sense with all three of mm-hmm. them i like seeing that finally with at least you know these incarnations of spider-man yeah oh yeah that was so sad. i so so at the beginning we talked about you know which ones have we seen and like i've seen them all but i don't remember anything basically before tom holland but i feel like that scene there what well, there were so many scenes in the movie where i feel like there this scene is for somebody who is like aware of all three right. movie franchises mm-hmm. as they go yeah. on but like when he's saying like i love you guys so much but like neither of them say it back to him they're like you know we know like you're you're okay <laughs> is, was was that like a was that like a thing where like fans aren't a big fans don't love his trilogy as much as like oh definitely yes. yeah there's, oh, there's tons of those 100%. jokes the way through especially whenever they're having like they're riffing waiting for the like the bad guys to show up andrew garfield's the one that's like man i'm so lame compared yeah. to you guys you guys yeah. have done so much cool stuff like that's so clearly meant to be and like whenever right. they're like uh assigning each and then other, they do like, the numbers. really on the nose joke of him being like no dude you're amazing yeah. get it because that's the name of okay, yeah and like when they're assigning numbers in. so they don't get uh-huh. confused and he's like okay i'm peter one he's peter two and you're peter three and Andrew right. garfield's like yep i'm peter three that's just the way it works <laughs> they i get why they did that it bugged me though because i was like this should be in order of when the movies came out well yeah and you <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Write it that way. You be like well he's the <laughs> oldest so he should be peter one uh you're peter two i'm right. peter three right yeah it made the most sense <laughs> yeah um, either i feel like they should have either gone by age or or not use numbers, but like that's where I thought like the oh you're the amazing Spider Man, I'm the friendly Spider Man, etc. Yeah. Like they they would have come up with like different uh qualifiers. Yeah, a little they little yeah, they, went they, by, they, right. they went by numbers and like to me the numbers didn't make sense because I didn't really really remember the old movies, so I didn't know like oh people aren't really fond of that one, so that's why he's three. They do something right. similar to that in the one little scene where they're all on top of the head of the Statue of Liberty where it's Toby that lands first and then Garfield and then you have Holland in the center. And it's funny because like it in my head, like fan casting this fucking Spider-Man like crossover movie in my head that I never thought would actually happen. That was a shot that I always thought would make a lot of sense if you were to do that in live action. Because obviously, you know, Statue of Liberty, big New York thing. But then like have it be in the order of like the Spider-Man that came out. And they did exactly that. And it was one of those things where, like, when I saw it actually happen, I kind of like freaked out a little bit. Like, I, like, I, I think my brain stopped working for a minute because, like, I, I didn't expect to actually see that in my life. Yeah. You know? Soy levels off the yeah. chart. I didn't expect to see that either. And like, here we'll 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 wrap this up here. But like, just we'll go around and say like we just our, our closing thoughts <laughs> of it. But uh, I, I agree there. Like, this is something I never thought I would see, which is why I questioned it right up until the moment that it actually happened. Like. The biggest thing with the Marvel movies now and like 
the general like sens- sensationalization. Sense it. People throw a big fuss about crossover movies. Mm. That's the rage now. It's just like, we want to take this and cross it with this. And that's all kinds of media, right? Video games, like all the Smash clones that are coming out that are crossover universes, uh, Marvel and DC, so on and so forth. Those things typically have like a really short window to prepare for that. Maybe like five years, a handful of movies, whatever. This feels the most earned and special because it's over 20 years across several different franchises. Like this was never the plan and it worked out anyway. That's like, to me, that's a triumph of not only like, you know, seeing these three guys together on a screen, but like a triumph of like writers getting together in a boardroom and like negotiating like actors and rights and all the stuff like that's like the boring stuff is amazing to me that that was able to pull through, Mm -hmm. even though I know it's for like greedy purposes. It's so like people can, they can market it and like, it'll be, it'll just make a shit ton of money because it'll be like, Oh, the Spider-Man are in it. But to me, that's, that's just such a cool thing that everyone was able to come to, you know, an agreement. And Beyond that, just like what I thought of the movie on the whole, a great way to sum it up is like, I saw a lot of reviews that use the euphemism or the analogy of like, it's, this is being used by people that didn't like it either. If like, oh, this is like a fourth grade ass like plot story where it's like, we're going to take all the bad guys and fix them. And they would like compare it to a toddler dumping out his action figures and grabbing random ones and being like, and this guy does this and he fights this guy and go, blah, blah, blah. And well, as I agree. <laughs> It's completely fan servicey. It's like pulling in all these things that don't make sense to be together. It's a sandwich with peanut butter and barbecue sauce and like hickory ham. It doesn't make any sense to be together. But <laughs> in, instead of just like a toddler smashing his GI Joes together, what I will say is it's a lot more like somebody who did that a lot when they were younger, as they got older, held on to those things and put together a really, really nice thought out diorama of all those things, built sets, took nice photos and like, really, really put effort into this same childish idea, but refined it a lot more. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot more tact to it. Mm -hmm. It is still playing with dolls. Don't get me wrong. It's playing with dolls, (laughs) but it is done a lot more tastefully than just like bashing them together. That's what I think. Well, slime respectfully, I disagree. (laughs) Oh, so, so in the comics, there is, there is the concept of the sinister six. Oh, big time. Yeah. I've read the comics. I'm fully aware of all that shit. Yeah, so, there, so there's this group that of villains that try to fight Spider-Man. And to me, this felt like a shortcut to get to that group hmm. because they just pulled in uh, other villains from other mm-hmm. universes. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I we, get that. We, the Marvel MCU that you, you are aware of here in the 20, 2020s, 2010s decades, we don't need an origin story or origin story for... Uh, Electro, because we have an Electro in the Sony universe from 20... In the Spum. Whenever, whatever, yeah. 2020, whatever movie he was in, 2010, 20... Oh, uh, so they can just pull that all in, and so, like, in 2021, we have this Sinister Six, Sinister Six story of the Spider-Man villains that can come together and fight him, even though... By the time there are villains that are coming together, Octavius is actually a good guy, etc. But yeah, they're playing it fast and loose with the concept of the Sinister Six. It never gets mentioned. It never actually yeah. happens. But they're definitely like, I agree that that might have been a very possible like origin for the plot idea of this movie because 
they teased at doing like Sinister Six stuff in Homecoming at the very end when uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture gets put in jail. And I think they had been wondering, like, how can we do this? And I do think it's very possible that at some point they came to this idea that like, yeah, that that is a shortcut we can take of just pulling in these things and doing a multiverse thing and and sort of get that without really doing it. But I think it's it's that probably combined with what Slime is saying, because there's definitely also like once they had that idea, they also were definitely like, we're going to lean super hard yeah. into the nostalgia and like fan service stuff. So I yeah, um, it, I, I will say just to like wrap my thoughts around with this movie it's it's like that it's that weird midpoint of like corporate greediness and like tasteful like character writing that kind of works Bingo. in the middle you know like because at the same yeah we this is yeah essentially just a bunch of dolls being played around but at at the same time you're able to get this movie that's like homecoming three just for simplicity's sake spider-man four and amazing spider-man 2.5 i guess and at the same time, it all kind of makes a little bit of sense while also being the story, which is, you know, for lack of a better, you know, comparison is very similar to the same story as Spider-Verse, where it's about a Peter Parker that's, well, it's about a Spider-Man who gets to learn how to actually be Spider-Man and grow into that yeah. role and actually learn what real responsibility is at the cost of human lives and what that means for a character like him. And it's... It's that type of thing where, like, yeah, you know, the problems are there. They're very apparent. But at the end of the day, they were able to get the job done. And it wasn't distasteful. I will say I think this is just the beginning, though. Like, not even talking about, like, whatever the fuck is going to happen in Doctor Strange. I know for a fact that, like, this is not the last time we're probably going to see these three guys in a movie together. Whether it's in the Spider-Verse sequels, whether it's some other movie we don't know about yet. Like, mm. I I feel in my bones that this is just, like, a lot of it is also just, like, this corporate setup for, like, another big endgame style, you know, I don't know, fuck it, call it Spider-Men, you know, plural, and just fucking release <laughs> that in five years, which... Of spiders and men. Yeah, spiders in a man, and, like, <laughs> just release that shit in Dolby 4D or whatever the fuck the new format's gonna be. Like, that, it, it feels a big sub but, that, I- but at the same time, shit, it, it, when it worked, it worked, too. Yeah, so... To me, the, the, the part of the movie that was shorter and should have been expanded upon is when they're, when the Spider-Men first meet up and they're talking about their shared experience. Cause like we get, we get a scene where, uh, Aunt May has just died. So Tom Holland, the current Spider-Man in this universe is like, he's really sad about that. And he's like, don't even tell me, you know what I'm going through. To the other two Spider-Men. And it's like, it's like oh, buddy. they literally know what you're going through because like that happened to them in their universes. And I feel like that scene wasn't it it should have been more emotional than it was to me in the movie. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, they both know what it was like to lose Uncle Ben and Aunt May, maybe, because they're older. Um, because they both mentioned like like they're they're on their own. Like they're was it was it Garfield where his MJ died? Gwen Stacy. Yeah, no, Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Gwen dies. So it's like he's he's like literally trying to say like I know exactly what you're going through because like it happened to me because yeah. like we're all Spider Man and it happened to us and like you're the youngest Spider Man so it has it's happening to you now mm-hmm. but like we've gone through it and it's like yeah I was kind of an asshole and maybe murdered a couple of villains. <laughs> 
uh, as as Spider Man because I wanted to get revenge. But like, I don't want you to do that because like I've lived through it. I don't want you to live through it. But it didn't feel like that was as much of a payoff as it should have been. Yeah, like I would have loved to have seen where. Garfield was like, yeah, at one point as Spider-Man, you know, my Uncle Ben and Aunt May died and I fucking murdered people because of it. But now that your Aunt May died, I don't want you to murder people because I know what I went through and I don't want you to go through that. But it it, It didn't didn't have the impact that it was meant to. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I I, yes, exactly. And I would have loved to have seen a movie where that that is what the focus of the and that's movie just the was. thing you could tell when they're delivering those lines that like these this is supposed to be like an emotional monologue this is them connecting and trying to get through to him but it's a failing of the writing because they're not it was a little stilted yeah yeah because they're just that saying that scene specifically could have been a little better if they had gone into like something right. anecdotal told a story let them go on a tangent for a bit and let you get invested in what they're saying so they can pull mm-hmm. the rug out from under you so that you're also emotionally invested that would have worked much better mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like if andrew garfield had All a right. moment where i was like and i was i had rhino's hands and like throat my hands and just yeah like that kind of thing hey so uh so we're all in different time zones here. Some people are later than others. Um, so I think uh, there's there's like a little bit of a desire to to wrap it up. But I think Brady and I would both there's some stuff we, we would be down to talk about. So uh, slime and roll. Are if you guys are are uh, are heading out, uh, if you want to plug your stuff and well, like. Even before you plug your stuff, if there's any final thoughts that yeah, maybe haven't come up that you would want to get out now, go for it. I said yeah, it, we're, we not I <laughs> yeah. we're not nah, kicking you out. We're not kicking you out. It sounds like you guys are kicking yourself out. <laughs> and you want to, you know, you have yeah. other plans. You need to go. Go ahead now. Well, Connor, how's your final? It reminded thoughts? me a little bit of Charlotte's Web with all the webs and, um, <laughs> and spiders and stuff. <laughs> I, 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 I really oh, like yeah, when Spider Man showed up. That was a nice. That was a nice moment. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> dude, that guy's sick. yeah. Honestly, I shot my pants cool. when I fucking saw that Spider Man showing up. Like, I felt like that was like five people in my theater swinging on webs. Yeah. God damn! Oh my Spider-Man god! <laughs> well, we we love. <laughs> we lo- <laughs> we love both of you, god, Raul. You have a podcast like called uh, American Nerds. Is that yeah? Right? Um. Uh, yeah, Raul, what, what do you have against the rest of the world? <laughs> uh, I mean, nerds. vastly superior. <laughs> Not really. But <laughs> uh, what do you have no, against I'll, slime? No, I, I mean, uh, I, uh, yeah, no, that's that's my other podcast, American Nerds, new episode. We're going to have a separate review episode of Spider-Man No Way Home also coming up a little soon, as long as, uh, alongside our best of 2021 episode in a couple of weeks. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Uh, you could find me basically on Twitter, Facebook, not Facebook, fuck Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> the same thing, uh, and TikTok on at Summer Owl Cruise on Twitter. Maybe not TikTok. I don't know. I think I, I got suspended again, and I have no idea why the fuck for. I got to talk to Grant about this shit. Cause this, is ha- this is happening like a lot more to me now, and I guess. He's gotten in. Yeah, no, it's out. weird. I've been <laughs> whoa, getting copyrighted. Whoa, whoa. We don't know oh, who Grant sorry. is. Dissensor the name. I, I just said something <laughs> offensive. That's it. <laughs> but that's no, just about but, it. Uh, but uh, Raul, may, maybe you'll be back to talk about Hawkeye with us? I'm catching maybe? up to it. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down. Yeah, why not? Okay. 
All right, slime. I assume you have no interest. Uh, you don't care about yeah, that at all. I, 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 yeah. So uh, transition to slime. Slime. Have you been watching Hawkeye? No, not. I a am assuming thing. no. I remember um, way okay. back in an old episode, you were like, "Oh my god, they're doing a fucking Hawkeye show." The fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like yeah. That. So my name is Slime the Garbage Man. I'm a rapper. I'm an artist. I'm a graphic designer. I'm a writer. I'm all kinds of things. And you can check all that shit out if you Google my name. It's all right there. Just do a little, do a little heavy lifting for me, baby. Congrats on your new single, by the way. Slime the garbage main. Yeah, you got to get the, you got to get the abonics in there. The A A V E. That's how you, that's how you get the right <laughs> hit. The D A duh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and hopefully we'll finish talking about what if at some point, even though it's been so long, and and it's it's like I'm, I don't know how much all of us are particularly like champing at the bit to do that yeah. but we'll we'll fulfill it at some point we'll, we'll get, get her done, done boss we'll, we'll get her done right. and uh yeah thanks for being here guys thank yeah, you no so problem. much for having us you lovely fellas y'all take yeah. care well thank i mean you. your hosts you're fucking hosts of this show so just i just mean in general thanks sentiments for, the same you know. have a good night <laughs> <laughs> have a take better. care y'all all right get the fuck out of here bye-bye <laughs> All right, so Brady, we we got more to say, right? Those, so much those, more to those say. Pieced out. We've got more to say. Uh, I, let's so just personally things that I can think of that I wanted to say. Um, okay. So this movie was it was billed as two and a half hours long, and I, I okay, it's so not quite. That, it's more like two sixteen without the credits, I think. But if if there was anything I was going to cut, I feel like the scenes. After they, after they established, like, okay, a bunch of villains are in our universe. Now we've captured them, but now I, I, Spider-Man in this universe need to fix them. That kind of went too long, in my opinion. Like, once they go back to Happy's apartment and they're like, I feel like that should have been a montage where they're fixing the current villains in the Spider-Man universe. Because maybe. it acts out all in real time. Like, like, uh, Tom Holland and, uh, Osborne are making a new chip to put in Octavius's neck because the right. current chip burned out. So the AI for the tentacles is influencing his brain instead of his brain influencing the AI. Mm-hmm. So they put a new chip in and that plays out in like real time instead of just being like a, a montage with with the other villains. Because also, like, I, I Tom Holland makes, like, from. he makes some kind of, like, I don't know, it looks like a dial kind of device that he slaps onto Electro's right. chest and says, like, this will suck out the electricity that is making you Electro, but but it won't suck out the electricity that you actually need to live as a human. And it's like, I don't know why I'm explaining this to you. You know this. You're a scientist. And it just, it just felt like, why is this happening on a movie? Like, you're just eating up time. They're like, <laughs> I, I hear what, don't need. I hear what you're saying. Maybe I don't have this issue because I am fine with length. Like, I don't get, like, impatient with the movie going on too long. Like, I probably could have sat through another three hours of this movie, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, but that's me. That's me. That's personally. So I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, but this scene, I don't know. It, it. I liked the sort of natural way it kind of played out, but I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, so, so seeing it in theaters that long, like 
it's like I don't I don't want to go to the bathroom and miss part of the movie. Right. Oh God. In I, a theater after so that like, first post after that like mid credit scene, I I ran to the bathroom and I peed for so long. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll agree. I'll agree. But I, but I, I also downed like a big old fruit punch in the theater. Oh, I I went in. Sometimes I'll sneak in like a drink to the theater, but like mm-hmm. pre like before I went into the theater, seeing how long this movie is, it's like. Okay, I'm not even going to drink anything like the hour before I see the movie just so I don't have to go to the restroom. But then like during the during the fight on the uh Statue of Liberty, I'm like I really need to go to the bathroom, but I'm pretty sure I can hold it post post mid-credit scene, but I'll I'll run to the restroom after that before right. the end end credit scene. Exactly. Cuz I I know how movies That's I, what I, did. I know you how have- Marvel movies work nowadays yeah you have plenty of you have plenty of time during those normal credits to go to the bathroom before the the post credit scene it's always a little awkward though it's like funny when you like walk past like the theater staff to go like if you have to go like to the other because in my in the theater i was in i had to go to the other end of the theater and then like walk back past them again to go back to the theater but of course they don't question it they don't ca- they no one pays them to give a shit what people are doing once they're inside yeah you could, i probably like it's so e- like Anyway, there's yeah, there's like the hallway up into the actual theater and they're like standing there watching the people that like are sitting down watching the end end credits when I would say in 90% of other movies, people would have left by now as soon as the credits start to roll like and they can clean up for the next. No, but they but they know how it is with these Marvel movies now. So um yeah but yeah this is what we said to talk about is going to the bathroom during the credits this is why it was important for us to keep talking no uh i I wanted to (laughs) bring up a couple interesting moments yeah uh, if that's cool so yeah i'm just saying if if i could condense anything a hundred percent would be the scene where he's actually curing right. the villains right like, in that did not apartment. need to go on long like okay. we get it he's spider-man he wants to cure them of their evilness which i mean i'm we're not even going to talk about whether that is possible because in the movie obviously it is yeah. but well it, it's cool that yeah. we have these three peter parkers together and they're all like science nerds it's funny how i feel like tom because tom holland's version of the character is the youngest and so he's like the least scientisty but i think i feel like we're supposed to think like toby mcguire and andrew garfield are now maybe like both because in the comics he is a college like educated science like f- like physicist like genius scientist so if you put three of them together I, I can kind of get where it's like okay they all came up with these various ways to treat their maladies by putting their heads together um but yeah i wanted to talk about are you all caught up on hawkeye there yes. they, there yes. have been five episodes the only episode we haven't gotten yet is the one happening upcoming is the final episode but you you saw the reveal at the end of episode five yes where the where you find out who the boss is oh yeah yeah definitely. okay uh cool kingpin yeah yes so so I thought that was really cool that we got that like reveal in Hawkeye right before the movie released, because once I saw that, because we get to see a picture of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. And as soon as that happened, I was immediately like, yes, he is. 
Matt, because I had, I, I don't think you had, you said, but I had heard a little bit of speculation about Matt Murdock maybe being in this. No, you said you had. You said you had saw some of that speculation. I, I had seen where there was like a big thing where like the hand kind or of, something. Yeah, we kind of, we see like, we see the hand of uh, Peter Parker's lawyer. In, right. But like, but the guy, the Netflix show guy denied that it was him. And I was right, like, Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, okay. Right. So I had, he, I, he denied that it was him. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's not him then. And I just believed him because like, that seems like something that would happen. It seems like something yeah. they've already done. Like the MCU has denied that anything Netflix related actually will make it w- make its way back into the MCU. So like when he denied that it was actually him, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But, but then in the movie, it is him. Right. But also before the movie, and maybe you missed this, we got, um, there was a quote from Kevin Feige who someone asked him, like, if you were to have Daredevil again, like, would that be Charlie Cox? And he was like, yes, if we were to have Daredevil again, it would be that actor. And so that seemed like pretty confirmation that we were like they he he wouldn't say that unless they had plans to use him again. And then when we got that Kingpin reveal in Hawkeye, I was like, a 100 percent, we are going to see Charlie Cox in the Spider-Man movie like they're they're hinting at it so hard. Um, But it still was like when he actually showed up, I was just so happy because like of all the Netflix stuff. I can absolutely leave everything else, but Charlie Cox's Daredevil has always deserved to be part of the the MCU movies. And I think now it's like confirmed that like we are either going to get like a full Daredevil MCU movie or he's at least going to be like a big part of like upcoming movies um, as like a team up character or something. Yeah. So, so as a combination of all that, I, I did see that, you know, like the, the Kingpin, the Daredevil Kingpin was in Hawkeye. So I'm like, okay, we have that actor coming in. So like maybe this all works. But Charlie Cox was still denying that he was, he was Peter Parker's lawyer. Right. So I thought maybe everyone just denying, deny, deny. <laughs> well, it was, it was just that, uh, it was Matt, Matt Murdock wasn't going to be Peter Parker's lawyer. Mm-hmm. So like whoever we saw in, Right. In it, the way the movie, they phrased as it his was lawyer believable. was not going to be Matt Murdock. So like him showing up like, okay, actually it is Matt Murdock. Like I didn't think like, okay, Charlie Cox said he wasn't in the movie. So I I wasn't thinking like, okay, Matt Murdock is going to be Peter Parker's lawyer, but it's not going to be Charlie Cox. I just thought, you know, like abstract from that, Matt Murdock isn't going to be Peter Parker's lawyer. But then, yeah, it all it all winds up being in the same universe. So, yeah, <laughs> that working out was great. I loved it. I yeah, I wasn't I wasn't see I didn't see that coming at all. Especially with they were already saying like the the Spider Men weren't going to be all in the same movie like that. I don't know. There was like there was like four or five dimensions of like lies going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like. I, I was focused on the Spider-Man one, so the, the Daredevil one caught me off guard. Got it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm fucking hyped for more uh more Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I think his portrayal as that character is awesome. 
Uh, I wanted. To, there's another moment specifically that I wanted to talk about because you said you don't remember the Amazing Spider-Man movies very well, or or like. Um, so I was wondering how a certain moment played for you, which is where um, Andrew Garfield catches uh, catches MJ um, when they're falling. Yes, and I. So that that is one scene that I very. I would say in in the movie of these scenes I remember from the ver- the other movies that is the only one that I very detailedly remember of. God, I mean I okay. remember some of like 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 when Octavia shows up and he says like oh I was trying to like condense the sun into a fusion the, power. Oh yeah, I've got the use. sun in the palm of my hand. Yes, yeah. I could I could like oh okay I kind of like now that right. they said that in the movie yeah. I yeah it rang a bell that like I could I can picture him taking his two oct- octopus claws and like condensing a sun into into them. Mm-hmm. But when 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 he said MJ died and like this is like his second uh, chance to it, rescue Gwen. Right. As you said. Um I remember that cuz like cuz like Tom Holland can't rescue her because he's he gets like pulled away or something like whatever whatever happens to him he can't do it right. so like this is like a second chance for Garfield to do it if you if you hadn't remembered that scene from uh the the Garfield movies though did, are you familiar with that that moment from like the comics lore yes okay. the comics more than the movie actually because right. right. like he I remember that he like he does the web thing the web thing. And he grabs her and he (laughs) Her neck breaks. Right, right. Like the web grabs her and like it's like a real sharp like Yeah, the whiplash and it breaks her neck and that kills her. So it's like for him to get a second chance to do that, and instead of him doing what killed her, his his Gwen to to actually rescue the MJ of this universe, it's like Okay, I get what they're trying to do here. Right. Oh, I love the way they played it too. And like the way he's like tearing up and she's just like, are you okay? I thought they played it's, <laughs> it's such pandering, but I, it, they played it so well. And I think yes. it works really well too, because I think even if you don't remember or haven't even seen the movie the, with the moment that they're referencing, they're still playing to like, most of like the big spider-man nerds who like that's one of the most commonly like known pieces of like the comic book lore of spider-man is like breaking gwen stacy's neck it's like a huge moment from the classic comics so i think even people who maybe never saw the garfield movie still would get that moment because earlier in the movie they had andrew garfield say like Gwen died I was trying to save her so they set it up so like nerds who know what that comic book storyline is were already thinking about that so they would have caught on to it too so I appreciate that they like were able to do that in a way where it's like this works regardless of whether you know it from the comics or have seen the movie Um, yeah as as a catch as a casual rememberer of the previous movies in other universes this to me was the biggest pandering scene where like mm. Garfield gets to, he gets a second chance at right. saving somebody who is falling mm-hmm. off a high. Right. Exactly. Especially um, someone, not that he loves, but that a version of him loves like it's right, not his love interest, yeah. but it's a love interest of a different Spider-Man, which he is. 
So to, right. yeah, to me, that was like the biggest pandering scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, I guess let's talk about the end. Cause we'll, we'll get, we definitely want to talk about the two credits things, but we didn't get a chance to talk about the ending as in depth. Um, so yeah, the, so bef- even before the credit scenes, the be- pre the end credit scenes, yes. the biggest thing I had in my mind was like, how does this memory forgetting spell work? Right. It's very weird. Um, cause and we it's get, like, you, you kind of have at, to not think about it. <laughs> right. Cause we, we get the scene at Aunt, so Aunt May's dead. That definitely happens. So we get the scene at her grave where Happy and P- Peter Parker are at her grave and, but they don't, well, I guess Peter Parker knows yeah, who Happy is. He knows, is. but Happy doesn't know who he is. But, but Happy knows who Spider-Man is because right. he says he knows Spider-Man through right. Aunt May or something right. like it's, that. It's very complicated. It's like this weird thing where, so, so the setup for this is that First of all, let's talk about the fact that like when they're having this big fight with all these villains. So one of the things of the movie is Doctor Strange is trying to stop them, trying to cure the villains. And he wants to send them back as soon as possible because there's this kind of threat hanging over their heads of um, like it's going to keep happening. Like these right. multiversal like the multiverse is going to split their universe somehow right or 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 the multiversal portals are going to keep opening up and more and more like people are going to come through and and then it's like gonna go beyond like not just people who know that peter parker is spider-man but like like a bunch of shit so we start seeing these like um these like blue purplish like rifts opening in the sky and I haven't gone back to check, but this is reminiscent of like some of the visuals from Loki, isn't it? These riffs, like from like, I... remember when they're in like, um, he, uh, when they're in, I guess we'll just call him Kang now, when they're in Kang's office and you can see like out the windows, um, it's, you can see those it's... multiversal riffs. Isn't that kind of what they look like, basically? Well, it's, it's weird because in, in the movie, there's like these cracks opening in the sky. Mm-hmm. And you can see like shadows of people in the cracks. Right. And the implication is that like these are people who also know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and they're trying to come through. But it's like, it's also like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, it's like a weird, it's a weird visual where it's like, they're just, it's like a grid where it's like character A, B, C, D, and they're all lined up next to each other. And then there's another row above them, like F, E, G, whatever. But it's like, it's like a weird, almost uh, surgical viewing of like these mm-hmm. are shadows of characters in other it's, universes. It's weird that you Man is. It's weird that you see some figures that almost look like they're like deliberately standing there, like just waiting to come through intentionally. Uh, I don't know if you reckon. I'm sure there there's got to be like Easter eggs here. I 100 um, percent I agree with you because there there were scenes where it felt like I feel like there was one character that felt like it. It looked kind of like a. There was um, one that looked like a like a maybe like a female Viking character or something. Did you yeah. catch that? That was like yeah. the big one that stood out to me. There, well, there, yeah, that one, and there was another alien-looking one that had like okay. it. It looked like a person, but it also had like these weird alien tendri, ten tendri tendricles tentacles or tendrils. 
or whatever. Tendrils, yes. Tendrils, like, coming, like, out of its back over its shoulders. Hmm. But, like, we only ever saw a shadow of it in in one of the cracks. And I'm like, okay, for, like, the ten people that read that comic and are seeing this movie... They know exactly who that character is. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming these are some specific Easter eggs that were laid here, and uh, um, yeah, I haven't like researched to see yet if anyone is like caught specifically what they are, but I, I'll probably look into that because I am interested. Um, but so Doctor Strange is trying to figure out a way to close this, and Peter uh proposes that he just do the most pure version of the spell that they were originally going to do like an even more pure version of the spell than they were originally going to attempt, which I, is to I, yeah. completely remove everyone who knows Peter Parker's memory of him completely. So like literally nobody in the world knows who Peter Parker is or that they ever knew him or that they ever knew who he was. They know they still remember Spider-Man, but they don't remember him. So this is very weird because it's like, how does this affect memories that people have that were like with him? Like, is it just like this weird void where they're like, I remember being with a person, but I don't know who I can't remember who that person was. That seems like it would like cause some real weird cognitive like distress yeah. in people. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree. Like this, this I like I if there was one thing in the movie I would have liked to have seen more is like the logistics of how this spell works. Cause it, it makes it seem like MJ and Ned have no idea who Peter Parker is. Right. Full stop. Even though they went like, to school together, like they, <laughs> it, it almost seems like it erased Peter Parker as a person entirely right like peter parkin as a person has never existed right so like, and, and they're like memories are also altered in order to account for that somehow as well like i don't know yeah it just and it, it's, it's weird a lot because like it's a big so, it's a okay, big leap so does so like does peter parker have a social security number like <laughs> can, can he get like like he gets that apartment at the end but like right could he apply for school? Right. There, there, so there's a shot where he's moving into that apartment at the end, right? Where he has a GED book. And it's like, okay, does he have this? Because he needs to take the GED because legally speaking, Peter Parker never graduated high school because he never existed. Hmm. Because like none of the teachers know he existed because of the spell. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That like, that might be what they're implying. I also wonder, though, if maybe like maybe all the documentation of him still exists. It's just one of the things where it's like no one is going to remember who he is. But when they see that documentation, they'll be like, oh, OK, this is a person named Peter Parker. Like the moment yeah, that like, spell was cast, they forgot who he was. But his like uh, all like physical evidence of him hasn't disappeared. So people can be like reminded that this is a person who exists. Like their memories of him won't come back, but they yeah, will. Like, could he apply for college and be like, I, I'm Peter Parker, social security, one, 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 whatever, you know, I want to say and yes. Like, and they could be like, yes. Okay. We get it. Or is right. it like, I'm Peter Parker, social security, whatever. And they're like, okay, we ran that number right, and it was exist. bogus. You don't exist as a person. Just for simplicity's sake, I want to say yes, that the documentation is still there because that's consistent with like the terms of the spell, at least. But okay, it is weird okay, when but, you point out the GED thing and it's like, why, why is he doing that? Okay. But so, cause that's the thing. Like, does, is it like, 
does it go backwards in time to erase him? Because so Flash Gordon, that guy, you know, he's not really friends with in college or high school. Is, or this, whatever. is this last name good? He's not Flash Gordon. He's Flash. Oh, isn't it? Flash, Flash Thompson. Um, Thompson. Thompson. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Flash Thompson in the movie wrote a book called Flash Point where right. he he talks about his friendship with Spider-Man, right? Does that book still exist or does the mm. spell somehow wipe out that book post history? Right. You know? I don't know. I want to say, I want to say that like it, it gets confusing because like the terms of the spell, I think wouldn't specifically delete that necessarily, but then it would be a case where like Flash Thompson is reading his own book and he's like, why the fuck was I writing about this guy named like, what the fuck is this? Like what, what, yeah. How, why did like I write this? I don't understand so, what the fuck this is. So if the spell works and that book still exists, where oh, then it people says, are like, going to know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Exactly. So, no, I think you're right. But, so that must but go But it's away. one thing to say like that, you know, like if the spell also erases that book, why does it not also erase the, you know, whatever computer database the government has that says Peter Parker is this citizen with this social security and all that. Like, and I feel like that's the biggest issue. Like, if yeah, Peter Parker erases himself as, like, a human being at all right. in our, the way we keep records nowadays. It's right. Like, I, I have I to know. imagine the next time we see Spider-Man in his own thing, we'll get answers about that. I get why they didn't go into it now. And it is weird. And we're getting super in the weeds. Uh, <laughs> but it yeah. did need to be talked about because it is weird. I agree. Um, but let's... I just wanted to say also about the ending that I loved how like bittersweet and and kind of sad and like weird this ending was. It it had like such a different vibe than I feel like any other MCU movie. Like I don't think there's any other MCU movie that has other than maybe Infinity War because that's like the big like mold breaking example. But other than that this ending just has like a vibe to it that is like very different from like most of these other movies where it has this like bittersweet feeling and it's it really feels like setting up for this like completely different uh like world of spider-man um yeah i'll like his his life is like almost like reset in a way and now it's like yeah it's it's very interesting and like the music and the way it's like played off is interesting yeah i'll i'll so one of my friends is like a big uh marvel comic person even before like the mcu started taking off so he 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 I said i should like with your jacket or something yeah they're they hate <laughs> so they uh my my friend like his one of his favorite uh comic arcs of all time is like it's like it's the comic arc where basically what happens in the movie happens in the comics. So okay. in the comics, what happens is like, there's the civil war where it's like the, mm-hmm. the, the heroes who think they should come out publicly and say who they are versus the heroes who think they should be allowed to keep their and en- animosity. And so one of the, one Anom- of the anon anonymity, anonymity. Yeah. That's a one. weird word. <laughs> So the one of the high profile. So what plays out in the MCU is like it's Iron Man versus Captain America. Iron Man is like, yeah, I'm Tony Stark, whatever. Publicly, you know, give it all to the uh, the governmental agencies. He just gives it all over. 
whereas Captain America is like, I'm Captain America. Don't mm-hmm. worry who I really am. You know, keep that up. And they fight it out in the movies. But in the comics, the way it plays out is kind of the same. But one of the big one of the big players in that is Spider-Man. So Spider-Man comes out, he takes off his mask and he says, I'm Spider-Man, I'm Peter Parker. And like, so now the world knows who Peter Parker is. So that, that arc of civil war plays out, however, but then Spider-Man is like, okay, actually coming out as Peter Parker really fucked up my life. Like people know who I am now. They're cons like the news is constantly following me as a person mm-hmm. outside of my superhero stuff. I kind of want to just be anonymous again. And in the comics, he actually goes to, uh, I think, I think the, the villain's name is Mephisto. Yeah. Yes. Mephisto. I've heard of who is like, yeah. who is like, I think literally the devil in the comics. So like the devil who runs hell is an actual demon. He comes up and says like, yeah, Peter Parker, I'll, I'll erase the, the world knowing who you are. Uh, and there's going to be consequences for that. But, uh, Peter Parker as Spider-Man is like, it can't be any worse than I'm living now. Go ahead and do it. But I think it comes out that like, it kind of is worse. Cause like even Aunt May and like his girlfriend, MJ or Gwen, whoever he's mm-hmm. dating at the point, whoever he's married to at that point doesn't realize he's Spider-Man and it kind of fucks stuff up. But I think the biggest thing to him that also happens in this movie is where he realizes that if people know who he deal, who he, uh, talks to people he, he deals with. If he, if villains know who he hangs out with, they're going to come for those people rather than him, which is something he just absolutely does not want to deal with. Mm-hmm. So this movie ends with Peter Parker is telling MJ and Ned, like, I'm going to come find you. Like, you're going to forget who I am, but I'm going to come find you. I'm going to tell you who I am again. We'll get through this. But then the movie ends with like, he goes to the coffee shop that MJ works with and he sees MJ has a bandaid on covering, you know, a cut she got Mm -hmm. in the fight that he remembers that she doesn't, I assume. And he, he just looks at her and he's like, if I tell her I'm Spider-Man, people are going to come for her knowing she's Spider-Man's girlfriend. So I have to, I have to not say anything. Yeah, so you think he, 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 you think he decided not to do that as like a protective thing because he's, he, yeah, he decides he's going to lean heavy into being Spider-Man and he's like, maybe it's better if I like don't have personal connections. Yes. But it's I, like, how I long the, is he going to keep that ends with there? The movie ends with him being like, I have this power. I have to be Spider-Man. I have to protect innocent people. Right. Like, I have all this power. That comes with responsibility as, you know, the the trope. But he's like, okay, people, villains knowing that MJ deals with me as Spider-Man or Peter Parker, and they're going to come hurt her if they, if that gets to me, Mm -hmm. I have to be the loner. I have to be alone. I can't, I can't help them, you know, like, and he, he goes to that coffee shop. He, with the intention of telling, like reminding them and like, Hey, we're friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, and all that. And then he sees, he sees, you know, he mentions the cut on her, uh, eyebrow or whatever and like the band aid. And he's like, and that's the point where he's like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't drag them into my life where they're going to get hurt. And he leaves. And so now it's like, I'm going to be Spider Man. You know, I, I wanted, I wanted to go to college with them. We're going to have this great time where the three of us are college roommates and all that. But it's like, no, I can't do that now. They're going to have their own life. 
I'm, I, Peter Parker, am going to be Spider-Man by myself. You know, the if if Mysterio or, you know, whatever future villain I fight figures out who I am, Peter Parker, it won't matter because Aunt May's dead. I have no family. I have no friends. Mm. He's going to be alone by himself being Spider-Man. And it's it just ends on like a real downer note, really, if you if if you realize all that. Yeah. But it's it's great. It's like very true to like classic themes of Spider-Man, like historically, and uh, it sets up for a really interesting new like uh, phase of this character in the MCU. I also really love that shot where he like jumps out the window and it's like sliding through the snow. Yeah, like that looks so cool. Uh, I loved that shot. I thought that was a great shot to go out on. Uh, let's talk about the post the the credit stuff so let's talk about this mid credit yes. sequence so we played around a little bit with the idea when we when we found out about the venom 2 post credit sequence we played oh, yeah, around we with did, the idea we didn't of do doing a venom an episode, episode did we <laughs> we didn't and i'm glad we didn't because i could not have talked for about that movie for an entire episode that movie was no. terrible <laughs> it was so bad uh, i i thought I, it was terrible yeah i I feel like I yeah. So like the Venom movie to sum it up like in like a sentence, it's like the new one for whatever. Yeah, yeah. Venom okay. two for whatever reason, Venom and uh, Brock like decide they hate each other and they split. So and then like a movie plays out until they get back together. Yeah. Whatever. I like uh, the I liked the concept of it. I just thought the movie executed basically everything that it did really poorly. <laughs> yeah. So it felt it in, felt extremely rushed. And like, yeah. So just, I don't know, just to set up sloppy. for this, the the end the end credit of that is like yeah, post credits scene. Venom two plays out, and then the post credit is like. Uh, so one of the things they talked about is like Venom is like Venom. Venom's big complaint is like he doesn't get to live his life as Venom, and Brock is like, well, yeah, because you're on Earth, and like that would really fuck shit up for me. Yeah, you're living uh, in so, my body, and like. <laughs> You, yeah. yeah, so the the end credit is like Venom does kind of get to live a little more freely. Like they're they're in Mexico. Uh we see Brock sitting on like a beach chair, but it's like Venom's feet and he gets to be in the sand because of a scene, uh something Venom said earlier about like, you know, mm-hmm. filling the sand between his toes. But then like it it there's like a weird like <laughs> where oh, well, well, this, Brock- this happens, so there's then a post credit sequence that's separate from that where they're in their hotel room like they're in their suite laying on uh 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 brock is laying on his bed and him and uh venom are watching like spanish soap operas i think or something like that and venom's like getting really into it um and then that's what what you're saying happens it's like i i i thought that like the toe thing was part of the post credit i didn't i I don't think like i thought the whole mexico scene was no i think i think that's like where the movie ends off but then the post credit is when they're in the hotel room okay yeah they're i don't know venom says something about like the the uh symbiote hive mind knowing stuff but then there's like a weird warping scene and then they end up basically in another universe where they're not there. They're not in that universe. So, like, some other guy is renting. Right. Their hotel. They're in some other aesthetically different hotel room that's like laid out the same, but it doesn't look the same. And someone and else like is a renting news story. it. Yeah. And there's like a news story playing, like, oh, uh, Tom Holland is Spider Man. Yeah. It's Peter like J- is Spider Man. Right. Exactly. And then it just ends. Like, that, that, that's right. how Venom 2 ends. You also, there's a, a moment where 
where Venom says, like, that guy, when he sees him on the TV. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's like, that guy. And it's like, and it's like, uncertain whether it's like actual recognition or whether it's just something where he's like he's just intrigued by him it's it's hard okay. to tell that um, makes a lot of sense because to jump back to spider-man the mid-credit scene is like it's uh i almost said tom Holland. well you well uh, you brought up something to me before we actually said the mid-credit sequence you brought up something to me as where because he is he is brought into that universe and so that clearly happened as a result of what's going on in in this movie and you had told me like um like if if they don't know peter parker cuz in the venom movies we get no indication that either tom hart that either eddie brock or venom know who spider-man or peter parker are and yeah. so, but only people who know that peter parker is spider-man are being brought into the universe so why did they get brought into the universe and so there yes there are so, two possible explanations one was the thing you said of like yeah i guess i don't i don't remember it being said in the movie but i i know that i, I think it is a comics thing where venom and i think you even mentioned this to me that venom has like hive mind abilities across universes with it's, other venom symbiotes yeah um, it's it's like it's weirdly mentioned it's never a direct uh it's never a direct f- plot point in any of the movies but i feel like in venom 1 and venom 2 it's brought up as like the symbiotes have some kind of hive mind right but i think in the comics it is actually a thing that that extends across universes i okay. think i've seen someone saying that but then my theory was if you ignore that that's probably more likely what they were going for but if you but i was wondering if maybe because there is that moment where he sees him on the tv and he's like that guy because he hears the name peter parker so what if what if venom himself like eddie brock doesn't know who he is but what if the symbiote before he met eddie brock somehow had some kind of interaction with peter parker or spider-man in their universe and that's why they got brought over together because Venom knew. I so I I would have to probably rewatch Venom one to realize any of this because I completely forget. But like, so in in the Spider Man movie, we're told that the only villains coming over are the ones that know that Peter Parker. Right. Is no. Yeah, I already explained that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I forget in Venom one how any of this happens, how Brock and Venom come together or anything, but like. Yeah, it does seem weird that, like, they don't explain how either one of them... I mean, it's obviously not Brock, so it has to be Venom. How Venom knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Because that would mean that there is, in their universe, a there is a Peter Parker who is Spider-Man. But it's obviously not Tom Holland, because he... Because otherwise, Venom wouldn't get sucked into his universe. Venom would just already be in that universe, so it has to be some other version of Spider-Man, Tom, from, right, from yeah, their universe, some other version, yeah. yeah. And somehow Venom knows. But yeah, also maybe. something we didn't talk about in the podcast previously is like the Tom Holland Spider-Man is part of the Avengers because there's a scene where Tom Holland is like, "Guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but I know how to do teamwork because I'm in the Avengers." Right, and, and they don't Garfield know what the and, Avengers are. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, that's great, man." what are the avengers are right. you in a band is that a band <laughs> yeah, i like, liked that so so obviously garfield and hall or not holland uh mcguire their spider-mans exist in a universe where 
other superheroes either don't exist or they exist, but they haven't teamed up in a Avengers type style. Right. Like they're very, you know, under more more undercover where they don't mm-hmm. team up and it's like a big issue that right. you know solves yeah. So it's just a big difference. Know. It's a big difference between universes oh, for sure. I, yeah. Considering yeah. So, the other like big parallels that are pointed out between them. Yeah. So 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 Venom and or Brock knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, meaning that a a Peter Parker Spider-Man combination exists in their universe, which is never brought up prior to this right. this end credit scene is like it just seems weird. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For Which sure. Which is why, to me, it seems like a giant plot hole. But oh, yeah. And I think I'm I sure think, they'll fix it somewhere. Yeah. If they I need think to. For right now, for all intents and purposes, it is absolutely a plot hole. But anyway, let's actually discuss the mid credit scene. There's not too much to talk about, but uh, so we see now that they have been brought into this universe. They're just hanging out at a bar. I'm assuming this is at like the same resort of the hotel that they were yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, it feels just, like it. Yeah, just this universe's the, 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 version they're at the of resort it. hotel of this yeah, universe. Yeah, they're at like a tiki bar or something like outside. Uh, and they're just wasted and they're just talking to each <laughs> other with this like, like annoyed bartender. And they're yeah, just, it, they're just having even, a dis- even in the Venom movie. This was, this always confused me because like they do. They do the same volume for Brock and Venom when Venom isn't present. That makes it seem like Brock and Venom are talking, but wh- whoever is in Brock's vicinity, they can't hear Venom. Right. I feel like they should have done like a whisper or like some kind of effect been, on it. Yeah. yeah. To, so to, like Venom's like so that yelling you know at he's Brock. not saying it out loud. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like Venom's like yelling at Brock, and it feels like whoever's around him should also hear that, but they they obviously don't. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a little confusing for me personally, but yeah. So like, yeah, Brock and this bartender are talking about like the Avengers, like, oh, there's a guy in a tin suit. There's a, yeah, he's asking him questions about this universe, basically. Yeah. And if you lived in that universe, it feels like you would not, you would not, not know that like, Mm -hmm. oh, the Avengers saved our world. Like that's something you would know. Like, there's no way, no matter what rock you're under, you would know that. So like, so like to be Brock and being like, so you're telling me there's other heroes that are saving the world, you know, in a yeah. post, a post Thanos being defeated universe. Like, yeah, yeah. If you can tell like, this who part, are you? You can tell this, like, but, yeah, you don't know this, but you can tell this bartender like is just annoyed and doesn't give a shit. And it's just like, fuck you. You're, you're a piece <laughs> of shit. Uh, yeah. and then when so he like disappears, big, there's a big green guy. There's a guy in a suit. But it's like, kind of, this scene is kind of just a big troll to like fans of the Venom movies because it's like this big tease that he's like been dragged in this universe and then he's just at a bar the whole time and then he disappears and goes back. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Uh, as far as the actual Venom movies go, I, I know I said I I hated the, the new one, the second one. I thought it was terrible. It had some fun elements to it, but overall I just thought it was a sloppy mess that... yeah. It, it kind of bored me, but I liked the first one. I didn't think the first one was great and it still had issues, but it was a lot better than I expected it to be. It was, it was enjoyable at least. And I do like this. I, 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 I am kind of fond of this version of Venom a little bit. All right. So I, th- I think we really only got like one more main thing to talk about unless yeah, you've the, got uh, anything big, but, uh, the, the post credits 
trailer for <laughs> yes. for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So this is the first time I think, unless I'm forgetting something, but I I want to say this is the the first the 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 first and only time other time that we've gotten a trailer as a post credit sequence other than all the way back i think the first captain america where the post credit sequence was a trailer for the avengers i so i i personally can't remember that far back but i would agree yeah so you um, don't yeah that's so it's it's very interesting that they decided to do that again uh this this much longer after that when they haven't done something like that for a long time and i i'm assuming the reasoning for that is you know we're we're getting back into you know theater going being a thing uh, you know with covid and all and you know previous marvel movies haven't probably performed as well as they would have otherwise because of that although they've still done pretty well Spider-Man so is obviously they knew it was going to do really really well um because it's Spider-Man and like it's coming out around Christmas like I think they and like just all the nostalgia baiting like I think they knew they had a hit on their hands here and Doctor Strange is heavily featured in this movie and they have a Doctor Strange movie coming up so I think they probably realize oh, this is a good opportunity to try and piggyback off this movie as much as possible and try and get people as excited as we possibly can for this other upcoming movie to try to like maximize the audience crossover potential. So what what's next? Is it Morbius? Well, Morbius is not an MCU movie. That's a Sony movie. So Isn't like it? I mean Spider-Man is has at least been, you know, with the graffiti. There's been graffiti in the trailer that shows Spider-Man. Therefore, Spider-Man canonically yeah, there's, in there, the Mar- Morbius movie universe. Maybe we don't. Whether it's we the still, Sony, we still don't know what that means. We still don't know what that means. It is. It is an interesting tease for sure. But as far as I'm concerned, until we explicitly know differently, I'm going to assume that Morbius is not in the same universe as the MCU. I'm going to assume okay. that it's still this like Sony's venom universe but so who knows oh ignoring, complete- ignoring that what Bef- is the next mcu to come out then? got it give me a second and before we get to that i just realized we forgot like maybe the big thing about that mid-credit sequence which is that after he oh, goes back symbi- to the universe the little the little see, flash yeah we see behind. the little bit of symbiote <laughs> that got left behind which first of all forgot about that how like, yeah, so, how did it get left behind? But also, maybe so, that plays into the, like, hive mind symbiote across universes thing. Well, it's like, it, it has so many implications, right? Because, like, if you're if you're looking at it uh, very uh, logistically, like, things have to be very strict, that means that that little splat of symbiote does not know who, does not know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. It's like some kind of, you know, it gets left behind, but it doesn't know. Uh, but also, it means that I. So I don't know how Venom works. Like, can it can it do that? Like, just leave behind part of itself that I assume eventually becomes a bigger, fuller symbiote somehow. Otherwise, you know, yeah, I hey, got- check out this. Check out this little bit of me that I left behind right. that, you know, is just going to die in like a minute. But I got no. That, so it looks no. Cool. <laughs> I assume 
that they left that there so that if they want to play with it, they will. Um, that that was also a question of mine about uh, Carnage because like I didn't really. I feel like I missed something, but I know I didn't. Where it's like the Woody Allen bit Brock or something, and he's like, "Oh, your blood tastes weird," right. which somehow means that a little bit of venom got into Woody Allen's character, right? His name, and becomes Woody like, Allen. Like, <laughs> no, not Woody. Allen. Uh, Wood, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's like okay. So like, is Venom just that like? Like a little piece of him splitting off somehow becomes a bigger character, like almost immediately, like in the Venom movie. Right. And I think that might just be the way that the symbiotes work is that they can like split apart and do different things and become different. They, I don't know. Okay. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't know enough about Venom and that yeah. race of things. Um, yeah. And they're playing fast and loose with the rules. So whatever. It, it also felt like they, it also felt like they wanted to do the black suit. But they did in the suit where Peter Parker turned his regular suit inside out. Right. Like, it feels like they already did that suit if they really wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, like you're saying, like, they there's that little of uh, Venom left behind. So it's like, if they want to, there it is. If they don't, ignore it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, so um, you so you were asking what the next MCU movie is, and it is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness all the way in May. We're not going to get it until May, so nothing until then, other than I think maybe some, um, maybe a TV TV Disney shows, Plus yeah, Disney Plus shows, not movie, uh, show, yeah, yeah. So with the shows, did they, did they ever announce like like uh, uh Miss Miss Marvel was supposed to come out, but they. They pushed that back at the last. That's pushed back. You know, I think that so we've got Hawkeye completing this week, and then the next one we get, I think, is going to be Moon Knight. Uh, and they they have not announced dates for these yet, but I'm guessing we'll get that like early on in 2022. So we'll, I, I think, I bet we'll get Moon Knight, and it looks like there's Moon Knight and then She Hulk. I bet we'll get both of those before May. Okay, that's I, my guess. I would be very, very surprised if there's not at least one show between now Hawkeye ending and and Doctor uh, Strange and Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just I agree. Like Disney Marvel, they they love that. They love to keep it chained on going. So yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah. Yes. This this trailer is kind of which I I didn't like that it was a trailer. Did you? I, I, because I had that like callback to the Avengers thing, it was like, it immediately clicked where I was like, okay, they have actually done this before. So at least there's a precedent for it, but it's definitely weird. It definitely feels weird, uh, now that it's been so long. Um, I, I, I would have liked a scene that like, it, like, like a scene that was a scene. Like yeah. this didn't feel like a scene. It was like a trailer. Like I agree. Me watching it, this in the theater, I'm like, oh, I can probably because like the like I saw it day one. Like I was like thinking like, oh, I can probably go home and I'll be able to immediately search on the internet like Doctor Strange multiverse trailer and see this exact sequence like as mm-hmm. a trailer somewhere. Whereas like if I if I had done that for like something else, it wouldn't have shown up because like. It was an actual scene. It didn't feel like a scene. It felt like a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's because it's, that's exactly what it is. That said, it also doesn't help. That it's kind of an awkward trailer. Uh, it like doesn't feel like a normal trailer. It, like 
it's cut together in kind of a sloppy way and there's like there's moments where like longer little sections play out for longer than they would in a, in a real trailer uh it's it, there's a lot of cool stuff in this teaser but like overall it doesn't feel like a good trailer it's kind of awkward it also like feels kind of goofy um although it's goofy in like a fun way it makes me think that this movie will be fun like more fun than like i'm hoping it's also like really dark which it does seem to be hinting at it being pretty dark but um especially with wanda because like we already know that she's kind of not a she's not exactly a hero right where they, they i think they even mention at some point like dr strange comes for her and she's like oh are you here for me and he's like i don't give a shit about what happened in uh that new jersey town like mm-hmm. i need your help with something else yeah but then but then at the end when the what is it the sorcerer oh something else we never even touched on dr strange isn't even the sor- sorcerer supreme oh right he wong was technically is. dead for five years so wong right. is which is great i love that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but then to cut back to what we're talking about now, like, I guess the, I guess the, uh, Stephen Strange from the What If universe is going to yeah. show up. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they'll be that explicit about it, but it definitely seems like it's intentional that they showed us that What If episode with that version of Strange. And then we're getting an evil, like, doppelganger Strange in this one, like, multiverse Strange in this one maybe it will be like very heavily implied or maybe even explicit that it's the same version, but it might also be one of those things where it's where they're like, you can extrapolate that if you want, but they're not going to directly make the connection. Um, I think they're going to lean into it. I think that guy is going to be the, what if, uh, wait, so how did, so what if ended with that Dr. Strange fighting Killmonger, right? Yeah. I forget, man. It's been a while. We'll have to rewatch yeah. that before we. Goddamn maybe. slime is not <laughs> doing a podcast with us. No, he's been busy. Um, for the record, slime has been bit very busy with school. Uh, yeah, and also for the record, I really enjoyed uh, the ending of What If. I think slime told us that you know he kind of thought it sucked. But yeah, I thought it sucked. I was probably more mixed on. It. I think we already said that okay. <laughs> in like the last episode, yeah. um, and we. We may or may not put out an actual podcast about the ending of What If. Yeah, I hope we do season. just for closure's sake, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I am um, excited to do one about Hawkeye, though. Hopefully, Raul will catch up and we'll do that with him. Um, what was I going to say? Um, pointless speculation. What if the 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 big twist, or maybe it's not a twist. Maybe we'll find out right away. Again, this is me just like randomly speculating, and I bet this isn't the case, but. It makes me wonder because you there's a comics thing with Mephisto, right? Where Mephisto doesn't Mephisto has like bad intentions with his spell. And it seems like the premise of this new Doctor Strange movie is Doctor Strange, you fucked up messing with the spell you shouldn't have fucked with. And now it's causing all of this crazy shit to happen. What if the twist that we're not seeing with this trailer is that the version of Doctor Strange in this movie in this Spider-Man movie was the evil Doctor Strange and the 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 new Doctor Strange movie is like coming from the perspective of the the normal Doctor Strange who has not who's like maybe been like imprisoned or something or like not like maybe he's been been held captive or or like away or something and like 
coming back to this situation that has been caused by this evil Doctor Strange. I so I I I like that, but my thinking of like the normie who uh, my thinking of the people that are making this movie for the normie that hasn't seen I I don't know. I feel like you always have to make a movie for somebody who's seeing it for the first time. You know? So like so like Jane Doe, who just woke up from under a rock from 1990 or something, <laughs> they're, this is the first movie they're seeing since then. I don't know. They're, it's, 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 uh, this Doctor Strange 2. Do they know all that? You know, going in, do they know all that? Cause if you, if you go to see Doctor Strange, uh, what is it? Madness to the Multiverse? Multiverse and, of Madness. Like, the Multiverse of Madness. And you're watching <laughs> it. And the first half hour, you're watching through it. And then it like, I don't know, the half hour, hour mark, quote unquote, our Doctor Strange shows up. And like, it turns out the Doctor Strange we are following from the beginning of the movie is actually the the what if Doctor Strange. And so everything's goofed up. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily are you going to enjoy that. I, I wasn't. If you nece- don't know all that history. Like I was I, mean? I, I, if they do do that. And again, this is an extreme like speculation of like, this is unlikely, but maybe um but if they did do what i'm saying i that's why like i'm saying like i doubt that they would have it they would try too hard to tie it into the what if stuff and they would try to present it in a way that's like digestible for someone coming in new i think they would assume that people have seen spider-man because spider-man was huge and just like everyone saw it and they would be like sorry if you didn't see spider-man like fuck you we don't care but I don't think necessarily they would need to have people be familiar with the what if stuff. I think they could present it in a way that makes it like, like we end up getting, like as the movie plays out, we end up finding out how this version of Doctor Strange ended up in this position. And that's like part of the movie. So it's, it will be explained to people. It's not going to be just like, you f- figure it like you did it, like should already know why this is happening. I'm not saying that would be the case, but yeah, it's still like it's complicated, and I don't. Yeah, it's just it was just a fun thought. I don't know. I personally, I see it as two extremes. Like either either you're going in knowing everything, like you've seen Spider Man, you've seen What If, so you know how it goes, or you're going in on the other end where it's like I've heard of these MCU movies. I'll go, you know. For whatever reason, Doctor Strange 2 is going to be the first one I see in theaters. And so it it feels like it's going to be a real weird turn if you spend the first chunk of the movie following a Stephen Strange and then it turns out like this isn't I don't know. this isn't our Doctor Strange and like the the guy we want to root for all of a sudden comes out of a, you no, know, no, you know, I was he saying the door and it's like, I'm the real Dr. Strange. No, I was so saying the guy you've been following is like, you hate him now. I was saying we start off following the real Dr. Strange, the normal Dr. Strange, but we find out that he is like in a completely other situation and ends up coming back into a world, like right at the end of like the events of the Spider-Man movie, and finds out what has happened and now has to address the fact. And that's when we find out, oh, like 
this doc, this normal Doctor Strange that we're following is not the same guy that we saw in the Spider-Man movies. And now he's coming back to find that guy in his position. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, I... Or, or more like, like, I don't know, because they've introduced the concept of the multiverse. And so I feel like you don't need what if at all to appreciate the idea that there is like this, this, you know, parallel universe version of Doctor Strange. Um, but, um, yeah. And I don't see starting off with like a twist like that as being any more alienating to people than like the fact that this movie like what if people come into this Spider-Man movie with like no previous, which I'm sure a lot of people did. And it literally starts off with the cliffhanger from the previous movie. And like, people are watching this Mysterio guy on the screen being like, who's that? Why is he revealing who Peter Parker is? What the fuck happened in London? Like, what am I walking into? That that's another thing. I feel like the, I feel like the, the political quote unquote political, uh, I like, People being like, I'm a Mysterio believer could have been a bigger part, but wasn't yeah. mm-hmm. like it's it, it was just in there enough that you can imagine like, OK, there's like a whole nother there's a whole nother like not even B or C plot, but like F plot going on where it's like QAnon is in this universe is Mysterio believers because there's right. a scene where he's he's going back to high school and it's like the principal and one of the other teachers are like, hey, Peter. Uh, you know, like, hey, if you want to be swinging through the halls or whatever, it's cool. We believe you. Whatever, it's, it's nice. It's a little. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then, and then there's like, uh, was it JB Smooth's character? Yeah, JB Smooth and um, what's his name? Martin. Uh, oh my God, what's his name? Martin Star. Martin Star and um, and Hannibal Buress. Those was three. It, okay. Was it was it Hannibal Buress or JB Smooth who was like we? You know, like I. You know, but one of. The, so Hannibal, Hannibal like, Barres is the one who believes Mysterio. Okay, yeah. So there's three of them, like, and one of them is like, I know you're a murderer. Like, I right. don't, don't listen, don't <laughs> listen to the principal and this other guy. Like, we don't like you. Like, don't yeah. be going here. And it's like, it's like, okay, that's great. Like, there's a whole nother like F plot going on behind the scenes yeah. where it's like there are citizens who like who now know Peter Parker is Spider-Man and they believe he's a murderer, apparently. But they're not really doing anything about it other than harassing him. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's, I, I do like that that never played out really on screen. Like, it was just like a thing you can think about behind the scenes. I agree. Um, I will say it is funny that we don't get more of those character, or at least, um, like Martin Starr and JB Smooth's characters because they are such a big part of the previous two Spider Man movies. And we literally get them for like five seconds in this one. Uh, I, I I do feel like they're pretty back, pretty big actors. So like the fact that they only show up for like that, you know, that thirty yeah, seconds—they're they're not that big, but they're they yeah, yeah. I I I guess it's like if you know who they are, you think they're big, but right? Otherwise, like no. But yeah. the fact that they only showed up for like that very small scene, like was really, yeah, it it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Another another running thing we didn't talk about is like, uh. Spider-Man and uh, his girlfriend like hanging out and then like Ned's always there to be like the awkward yeah. like third wheel. That yeah. was really good. Um, okay, I, I so love get back Ned. To what we were talking about. I yeah, love yeah, Ned. Go ahead, and go ahead. I, I just want to say I love Ned and I love uh, MJ. I, I think these and, and Tom Holland like all uh, Tom Holland Zendaya and oh, what's the actor's name? Jacob something. 
Jacob Battalion or something? Jacob uh, Battalion. Uh, whatever. Those three are great. And uh, I like Tom Holland and Zendaya's chemistry is fucking great. Uh, which I think they are dating in real life. Like, not that I care about that shit, but I just bringing it up because I do think it kind of comes off on screen is like their chemistry is very believable. Um, and yeah. Uh, the, did you have anything? I want to wrap this up real quick. So what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, just I. It was a good trailer. I just wish it wasn't a trailer at the end of the movie. Yeah, I would have I enjoyed watching the trailer on its own afterwards. But um, yeah. So like we we already knew uh Wanda was going to be a big part of the new the next movie. Um, I I feel like I there, so there's a scene in the trailer where she's like picking fruit off a tree. Mm-mm. But at the end of WandaVision, we saw her like way far north in the snow. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like the tree scene is just going to be like a precursor to be like zooming out to see that like she's in a frozen tundra mm. and like she's using magic to grow trees somehow. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I, the, the trailer was good. I just, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think, I think maybe like the reason they did that is because they wanted to like, instead of having like a scene where people don't like explicitly know that it's setting up a movie, they want people to be like, no, this is another movie that you can get excited about and you can go see. Like, wasn't this movie good? Go see our next movie. Please, please keep seeing our movies. <laughs> there were, there were also multiple times when they were doing like, uh, bound universe boundary breaking scenes where like I feel like I could see the outline of like some kind of person in the background and I'm like oh I can mm. imagine the articles being written right now that's saying like that is Kang or yeah I wonder if Kang you know, that's, is that's I do really wonder if, I feel like Kang has to show up in that movie but maybe not maybe not like we we know he's confirmed for Quantumania I guess if he was going to be a multiverse of madness we would probably already know Right. Like if they I announced mean, if they announced his casting for Quantumania that far in advance, like why wouldn't they have for Doctor Strange, you know? Because they're goddamn liars. Josh. Yeah, I, true. <laughs> That's true. Um Yeah. So, so who, I, who the fuck knows? I mean it's a multi if if it if it focuses more on the multi dimensional thing, I feel like Kang has to be in it. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. Um We will see and we will podcast it to you. We will. We will absolutely do that. Again, if this was your first time listening, thanks for uh thanks for hearing it out. It's not always this weird where we have like four people for half an episode and then two people for the next half, but uh uh <laughs> yeah, they uh hopefully you enjoyed the discussion and uh uh I'll plug my things. You can check out Untwisted, uh Round the Twist podcast and Cinemocracy. That's two other podcasts I do. Both of them have actually released episodes just recently uh untwisted back after a very long hiatus um and cinemocracy ongoing you, you can uh look that up and join my discord server and vote on the movies that i watch for that brady you're still not doing that your stuff currently uh yeah i'm not doing anything uh this is you can catch me on this podcast which you already listened to so thanks Yep. And if, and if you end up doing the stuff that you do again, like I'll put, I'll still put that stuff in the description like I normally do. Uh, but if you end up doing it in the future, he'll, he'll let you know. Uh, so yeah. Catch, yeah. Catch me on the next episode telling you what I may or may not be doing.
All right. Later, everyone. Bye-bye.